Hey man, say man, we back with another episode of the Mix Your Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Ferocious. Y'all already know this podcast is where I interview some of my friends and family that are creatives about their creative journey and just, you know, everything they got moving, man. So before I introduce today's guest, I'm going to just uh, do a little story time. So <clears throat> I've been knowing this guy for like hella long, man, and um. When we first linked up on some music shit and we got in the studio, you know, after we worked on a couple projects, you know, uh, we was chopping it up, you know, post-recording just after after the session. And he was telling me that, you know, man, I'm going to start a clothing line. Man, I got this this stuff I'm working on, man. I'm, I'm structuring it this way and this way. He told me the whole vision. And fast forward, bro did every single thing he told me he was going to do. So with that being said, man, I got my brother in the building, man. Dope runner CEO, Charlo Campbell, a.k.a. Hot Boy Low, man. Yo, yo, yo. What's hey, happening, buddy, bro? You know that I got to be here for you. Man, yes, you sir, me, man. We, but I've been rocking with you for so long, and I'm glad to see you got, you know, mixing it up in a different world from just music. You know, yes, we sir. always talked about podcasting probably a couple years ago, and this is the future of radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? This will replace radio. I promise you it That's will. That's a fact. You know, like... um, for me be able to t- tune in to a radio station in the morning and hear my favorite podcast is yeah. is is crazy to me because I would never expect it that because sometimes you can't get it visually. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just because you on the road and then a lot of people start like this and then they give you the visual part of it so you can do both of them, you know? Facts. Um, like Ricky Smiley, to me, it's a radio show, but they really be on some podcasting because they really just sitting there chopping it yeah. up. Yeah, real, yeah, yeah. Talking about real life stuff. You feel me? Without the advertisement you take away the music and the advertisement you got a podcast for real really you can add the music to the podcast you just play one of the hottest records and i feel like you know top top billboard records top that shit, man. Like, for real for real you know we look at uh the, the the climate of music right now and um we complain about it and then you get a clean rapper that don't even talk about that they can still deliver hit records and we we, we try to act like it's not for real you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. that's what's going on for real so it's like, do you really want the change in music? Do you really want people to come back with that, with that, with that feeling when when that beat drop? It ain't just about you know killing the drugs and you know low, low vibration. Yeah, it just ain't low vibration. It's something that's gonna get you moving and grooving. Yeah, man. So you know, we we supposed to Ben did this. So, but I'm, I'm I think timing is everything, man. Um, I'm just glad to have you on the platform, man. We got some, you know, we got some a lot of dope dope stuff to talk about. Um, so of course for the audience. You know, I'm going to be asking a lot of stuff that we had personal conversations with. So that's what my podcast is based around. Like, 
I want people to see like all the all the dope ass people that I know on a personal level. Nah, facts. And just you know t- the type of stuff we talk about, the conversation we talk about, man. So not so not to <clears throat> not to start it off on a on a heavy note, but we we gotta address the the situation like um you know RP takeoff. But I wanna I wanna talk about it from a different angle, bro. Like so, you know you and I are people that have big dreams, big aspirations. Nah, facts. So like. With the with the music industry and just the entertainment industry, as an entrepreneur and an artist, man, how does that affect you when you see like the, one of the biggest artists in the world just go through a situation to where she just go left like that? Oh, yeah, man. and then especially when you ain't doing nothing wrong. A- exactly. You feel me? That's yeah, the yeah. big part. I think I wanna. I think I wanna reiterate, like especially when you ain't doing nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know it, it, I mean? This feel like to me. This feel like that Nipsey. Yeah, it feel like that. That you know Nipsey I mean? type of shit. See, with, but see the thing. Only thing with the Nipsey thing. See, the gang culture is real in LA. I grew Not up out sure. there. You know what I mean? And and, and gang culture ain't, ain't got no. It don't got no face on it. It don't got no. Um, it don't got no money amount of money on it. Um, you just open you open for everybody when you in that world. Yeah. Cause you got enemies everywhere, even sometimes in your own group. You know what I mean? Sometimes them be the number one enemies. You gotta watch that out. You gotta watch that for sure. But looking at somebody like Takeoff that we watch, you know, in the um music industry for years, not really you don't even really talk. You don't really get much out of them. So they kinda tell you what type of person he is. Yeah. You ain't never heard him, you know, starting up with nobody. Uh, so they kind of tell you what kind of person he is, too. You can see uh, sometimes what type of people he is from afar just by watching their craft and watching how they interact with the world. So it, it just really shaped me. I ain't going to lie, bro. Um, I grew up around that culture, so it just shaped me to move more, way more smooth. Yeah. You got to learn how to move smooth. And I was reading something today on, on, the, on Instagram. It said, stop arguing with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and they broke it down, and, and, and Buddy was just basically saying, like, you know, you got to treat the internet like school. It's like a big melting pot. You feel me? When, when we was in school, we had advanced kids. We had proficient kids. We had basic kids. We had below basic kids. You feel me? Yeah. So the internet basically is all them kids through in one pot. It mixed around. So you don't know who you arguing with. It, it could be a scholar arguing with somebody below basic. You oh feel God. me? So I read that post and I realized now I ain't arguing with nobody no more. Yeah. I learned how to just walk away from situations. If I feel like I got to like keep reiterating or stating what I'm trying to get across, I'm just going to leave it alone and keep it pushing. And it's a shame that we got to be like that because we can't have open communication as as people, as humans. But, you know, you just teach you how to move smooth for sure, bro. Nah, that makes sense. And, you know, we, like I said, we're we going to keep it like I, I just had to ask you that because, you know, I've been thinking about it. I know we had a conversation when, you know, the Nipsey situation happened and amongst others just as I, a... Yeah, RIP takeout, man. It's a yeah, sad, man. unfortunate situation. But... I think it's one of them things in life that uh, it's a it's a teacher it's a teachable moment. Yeah, um, for sure. It's gonna teach a lot of people that you know um, it don't got no name on it. A lot of people walk around in life feel like they um, invincible. Yeah, I don't got no name on it. You know what I mean? Cause it can touch anybody. So just be grateful and and, and thank God or who you pray to every day that you're alive. You feel me for real? That's how you gotta look at life now. Oh, that's a fact. All right, so so we 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 gotta rewind all the way back to. Just, man, the, so first of all, you know, you a brilliant mind, bro. And you such a creative person, but you also an executor. And me personally, um, 
that's rare. Like sometimes you'll meet people that's like highly creative, but they're not executors. All right. Or you'll meet a person that right. know how to execute and they might not be highly creative. So you both of those. So my first, like, I, I just want to kind of speak on that, bro. Like how did you cultivate those two things and make them kind of, cause you have, to me, you have a balance. You have a creative balance and you got a balance of being like a, a strategy person and an executor. I, it's just watching the world. Literally, bro. That's all I do. I watch the whole world. Like people don't know I'm up at four thirty every morning. And I'm watching what the what the richest people in the world doing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm focusing on that. I'm focusing, but for me, I, I really focus on people's mistakes. Um, it probably started really young with me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like just coming from coming from a, a, a the environment I came from, it's just that will to want to make it out of there because you know what can happen if you stay there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think a lot of people realize like. You know, some of us come from places where every morning that we wake up could be our last morning. You know what I mean? That's, That's for real. I got a lot of friends I grew up with before I was 10 years old didn't make it out. You know what I mean? And, and that's sad. We talking about kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? We talking literally talking about kids. So um, I think it started right there with me just wanting to do something different and understanding that um God gave me that gift, and if I didn't use that gift, I'd probably be dead, uh, locked up with my friends, because that's how we was living in them times. But uh, recently, I ain't going to lie, man, I went through a spell in life, uh, probably after high school, where I didn't want to do nothing, bro. I just, I literally, I I wanted to go to school, play sports, but that didn't work out just because I I had my dreams on going to a D1 school. They wanted to send me to, like, a D1 AAA school, you know what I mean? I didn't look at them the same, you know, so I decided, like, I wasn't going to do really nothing but just go be a citizen in America for, like, four or five years. And then, man, I ain't going to lie, they got born, and the yeah. money went adding up. The math went math, and for yeah, real, yeah. like, I was feeling like I was just working to pay bills. So, you know, um, I started looking at people. I ain't going to lie, man. I'm going to tell y'all who gave me this, and this key, this, like, real gym. This who gave me this mentality is a guy named Gary V. Um, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or YouTube or Twitter, wherever you need to follow Gary V at, you got to follow my guy. Yeah, you feel God. Me? But he taught me discipline because I started out watching his videos first. Like one day I was just like, up, oh, I was like, man, I'm about to look at some inspirational videos and his video popped up first. He yeah. was an algorithm. You feel me? So after that, I just kept like watching his podcast, little stuff he was doing when he was talking. Like just, he did a Ted talk. I tell everybody in business, if you want to get real business gems, just take two hours out some of your time and go watch the TED Talk. Steve Jobs did it. Did yeah. it. Um, Gary V did it. Uh, it's a couple more big names that didn't did it, but just give you a few. Them two for show. Sure. I know I watched. Um, TED Talk is you know something that we need um, for the business structure of the world. But Gary V just kind of taught me like, man, just you got to do what you say you're gonna do. Because anything outside of that, you probably going to fail if you don't do it. You know, and I started learning, like, I started writing on the board. Like, I got a, I got this little whiteboard. It costs, like, 20 bucks at Walmart. It comes with these, like, little colorful erasers and markers yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, every time I got my financial spot, I got my need-to-do spot, I just got everything on this board. So, not only I've been trained to, like, be disciplined in business, I've been trained to be be disciplined in life yeah. just by watching, bro. Cause now I'm like, I, I didn't spend this much money, this much money, this much money. I, I can't really spend until we start knocking this back down. You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah, means yeah, yeah. everything I said, I'm doing, I'm doing, I can see it physically now. Cause he said something in one of his podcasts, like you need to start writing it down so you can actually see it and hold yourself accountable. Because as long as it's in your head, it's just a thought. When you actually write it down on a piece of paper, you can take action on it. 
You yeah. feel me? Not to mention, an, another when it's in your head as a thought, another thought can bump that thought out mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. When you write it down in a stated plane, it can't be unless you destroy it yourself. It's there. It's there. We got a lot of thoughts in our mind. Yeah. And to get them thoughts out of our mind, I, I start doing this in business. Like I can have like a hundred orders, and I might have like three people inbox me. And say some they order like they got the wrong size or whatever the situation might be. I immediately go write them three people name down on that board. Yeah. So it's so it's out of my mind. So I'm not constantly thinking about it because I know I'm gonna go in this room tomorrow. I'm gonna see it on this board and then I'm able to take action because I'm see I, I ain't marked this off yet. I ain't yeah. mar- I, you see. So it's just just teaching yourself discipline. You know, yeah, just really man. teach yourself real discipline. That's I think in life, um, I think we'll all be better if we just do what we say we're gonna do. Yeah. Oh, that's a fact. All right, so as far as just being, because you you an artist first. No, let me ask you, let me not assume, would you consider yourself an artist first and an entrepreneur second? I say, I say, I just say I'm a, I'm going to be real. Music is, music is my love. I, I fell in love with music first, but fashion just, it turned me up a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I'm going to say I'm a little bit of both because without the music, I don't think I'd get into, I get into. would have ever got into fashion. Music kind of, like, gave me that 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 um, opening to say I, I'm comfortable doing fashion because I've been around it my whole life. Yeah. In the music, i seen wardrobes get done. i seen people. You it's kind of one and the same. It's one and the same. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, fashion yeah, yeah. and music, one and one, right? Yeah. That's why some of the biggest fashion people in the world have to reach out to some of the biggest music people in the world. Can you wear this in my campaign? Can you wear this on stage? Can I dress you at the Grammys? I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just, like, with music, it's saturated. It's so many. Like, my granny can rap. She probably can get a song right now, <laughs> get on TikTok and go viral, and yeah. then it be on the radio. It's too much. It's too many people doing it. So, um, somebody told me sometimes, uh, I'm just I'm going to drop a name because this is key important. It's another gem. So, when I was 12, I had the chance to meet this guy named Jimmy Iovine. He was the um, president over at Interscope Records. Yes, sir. And, um, I just got a chance to be around him, um, being around uh, Crazy Bone and, um, you know, from Bone Thugs and Harmony, just being in the rooms with them guys, just watching, you know, um, how they handle business. And Jimmy told me one day, like, we were just talking. And this after we did a tour with them, and he was like, man, you're going to be somebody in life, bro. I don't know what you're going to be, but, like, your your work ethic, the way your mind frame is, the way you think about things, the, the strategically when you move, like, you're going to be somebody, right? But he also gave me a gem. He said, like, bro, you got to believe in yourself before the world will believe in you. Yeah. And then the world will believe. The world can see when you believe in yourself, bro. Like, it's scary, but that's the truth. Like, confidence is everything. Like, nowadays we live, we live in a world where, like, people say if you got too much confidence, you, you cocky, you got an ego. But sometimes it's not even the truth. Sometimes you just, you, you got to be that type of person because you know what's count. You know what's like, what's counting on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like People don't know, like, if I don't make it, I got a lot of people in my family who going to starve. That's the that's the fact. It, it ain't nothing. People can say, well, they can go do. Nah, where we come from, it don't work like that. Yeah. You feel me? I got uncles who got felonies who can't get a job. So if I don't make it and be able to, like, offer them something, then they going to starve to death, right? right? Yeah. And I got to always think, so when I move in life, they're just in, in, in business. So I, I think I'm a little bit of both. I just think I think with the artistry, I've turned artistry into entrepreneurship. Because really being an artist, it went from, like, you can sell a CD at $10 to CDs costing $0.99. Cent. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big, like, like drop. 
and, and you know, I, I to add on what you're saying, bro, like I be thinking back in like the mid nineties, you know, when I really got into music, I noticed that I know me and you both share a admiration and respect for Master P, right? I look at all the people that I was into back then, like Master P, uh, Three Six Mafia, um, even like Rap a Lot Records. As I got older, I realized like, yeah, it was the music, but it really was the movement. It was the movement, and and that's on on some entrepreneurship, oh, yeah, especially was, Master P. Yeah, Master P took it took, and I got a chance to be around P for sure. Like, I'm 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 privy to like like. Like being around him for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, him and him and his son and, and a good friend of mine at the time was they was like you know doing some business together. So just being around him. But I all I took from Master P, he just kept saying one thing, bro, and that's product. You know what I mean? He been saying that for years, man. Yeah. He been saying that since he came out. He been trying to sell cell phones, beepers, whatever he can get his hands on. So I remember that, like, as just an artist, he just kept saying, like, product. Like, like he was telling Ron one day. He was like, man, like, they trying to make you compete against, like, Bow Wow and Chris. Like, you can win if you just go get products because they don't have a product. Yeah. And then Romeo found out what products is, and now he's making a lot of bread from rap snacks because they was in early on that. That's their brand. Yeah. They had partner. They had partners with them guys. I remember Rap Snacks when I moved to New Orleans, like way, 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 way back in the gap when they first tried it the first time and it didn't work. Yeah, just because Master P, like, like in our culture, we didn't really like support. We didn't support like us doing things at that time. Now it's like more. It's is 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 better now because we got a million and fifty three like up and coming like black businesses in the world. Yeah. So like more is more now, but like back then like. You didn't really support the people who look like you and go buy their products because you were scared. You you didn't think it held up to the standard of the product um, that the the more richer people were putting out. Not understanding that a lot of those products manufactured in the same manufacturer, bro. It's just different labeling. A Cheerio is a Cheerio. Yeah. So so with that, it really shows the power of marketing. I feel like that's something that you you didn't master it, man. Like you you focus a lot on just the way you present your stuff, the way you market it. And like you said, these two products can be the same, but this one to hit different just about by the presentation, the way it's marketed. Oh yeah, it's 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 like man, you gotta go against the grain. That's why I learned in marketing. Marketing can be a fun thing or it can be a stressful thing. But like I learned, like people be like, Man, how you do that? I be like, I went against the grain. A million people told me this wasn't gonna work, and it made me want to make it work even yeah. more. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. so one day I can look up and stand in front of those million people and was like, "I told you so." Like, like that's just the satisfaction I'll get. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because sometimes we have to change the human mind. Um, I don't feel like we'll be where we is if if Steve Jobs didn't go against the grain with the cell phone. Yeah, somebody told him like. Man, you can't make a cell phone with this kind of camera and this kind of technology. And you know what he said? Watch me. So I just learned. I I speak. I, I learn from a different group of people. That can be the the main difference in life for a lot of people, man. It's like environmental and what you learn yeah. and where you learn it. Like some people take all their time every day. I promise. I got friends wake up every day. And they turn on ESPN first, but they not in the NBA, they not in NFL, they not in the MLB. On, they, they it's not paying their bills, it's not teaching them nothing. But that's the first thing they go to. When I wake up in the morning, I pray, and then I go straight to like somebody in business. You know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. I can't I can't feed my brain with nothing else before I feed it with business. You know? Yeah. 
so so this a this a this like a one off off kilter question, but I ask all my creative people this: What time of day is your brain most active? Because it because I feel like you you I don't feel like I know for a fact like you a genius, bro, and I know that every genius like they have a a, a certain point in the day to where they they brain is at late at night. Okay, yeah, I learned something from um I learned something from Steve Jobs. Before he died, he talked about this. He said, man, before I, he said, every day I work so, so long and people didn't understand, like, how could I do it? Like, yeah. I would be in the boardrooms <clears throat> for 12, 13, 14, 15 hours at a time. And then I'll go get like a little rest. And then the next day I'm doing this. And he said, I did this for 30, 40 years. And he said, you know, the key to it was taking a nap. So yeah. I take a nap throughout the day and my brain working all night. So that's why I'm able to like, I may, I may like wake up at four 30. I, I, I handle my early business, like promote marketing. Cause I learned when you promote market early, um, it, it goes through the internet all day. Yeah. It's, it's just like the early you can get it in. It's like the early people get to see it. The middle time people get to see it and the late people get to see it. Right. So I learned that little marketing trick trick but like for me it's definitely late at night because it's like as a as a as an entrepreneur your mind always racing like i i wake up three o'clock in the morning and just jot something in my notes or wake up and go run to my board like i'm that type of person because i'm like i can't miss this like in the morning if i wake up i'm gonna forget then i'm gonna be mad i forgot it so mm -hmm. for me it's like creatively i i just you know i spend my day uh i strategic my day too i tell a lot of people man get you some rest yeah. Um, that's how you're able to compete. I learned that from Tom Brady. He didn't get hit a lot and he got a lot of rest. Like his defense kept him off the field. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. means he got a lot of rest. He wasn't beat up. That's why he's forty something years old still in the NFL playing for twenty years at the highest level at at his age. So it's just go get the rest. Um a lot of people don't man, they don't rest. You gotta rest your mind. And it don't take a couple hours. I may take a I may lay down at eleven eleven AM, bro, and get up at one. Yeah, but I gave myself time to like reset my mind, reset so I can finish doing what I need to do throughout the day. Chill, probably lay down for a couple hours, and I'm back at it at four thirty in the morning. Cause the early bird get the worm. That's a saying that's been true since my granny told me. You feel me? I used to be like, Granny, why you wake up so early? She'd be like, Cause I want gonna get my stuff out the way, baby. Yeah, I want to have the rest of my day to do what I as I please, and I I just grew up around that. My granny was up at three thirty. Four o'clock every morning, you heard you heard the coffee brewing, you heard the thing whistling, you know what I mean. So that yeah, just I'm, I'm accustomed to that's how my life was anyway. So so have you ever heard of polyphasic sleep? Nah, what's that? So polyphasic sleep, it, it sounds like you practice it already. So polyphasic sleep is when it's people who don't they don't take eight hours straight to sleep, they practice sleeping two to three hour increments. Yeah, and then up doing stuff. Yeah, they take basically three naps throughout the day. Yeah. Nah, I think it's just a, a reset for the mind. Yeah. Um, I follow these. I follow these young guys. Earn your leisure. Um, and, hey, nah, and, and one they, of the best podcasts out in my opinion, and, man. And they always talk about like resetting the brain. Yeah, yeah. What 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 the importance is of resetting your brain, and um, it just goes back to that thought thing. If you got many thoughts in your head, they just gonna keep rambling up there. Like you really gotta start taking action on some of them thoughts. So, um. The guys from Earn Your Leisure, they, they really good at, like, breaking down, like, why it's important that we rest. Why it's important that we um, go get um, the sleep yeah. every day. Like, this is an everyday thing. It's like just like you go to the gym 
It's like you gotta set your days up. You might spend two hours in the gym. You might spend two hours resting. Like I took a nap today. I'm able to go come do this podcast. I got some other stuff going on tonight. I'm gonna be able to rest good tonight, and then I'm be up at four thirty in the morning, right back at it. You know, yeah. that just I just think like think about you working at a job every day, bro. You working a twelve hour shift, right? Eight hour shift. It's actually people in the world who do this now. The Chinese do this. I just was like literally at a spot where the Chinese do this. So they serve um, lunch. Mm-hmm. And then all of them pull their cots out. And they go in the back and they rest into dinner. Yeah. And that's how they be able to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and start for the next day. I said, this is genius. They not missing nothing. Yeah. Because they got they getting the proper rest. They not missing nothing. It's like Walmart standing open for 24 hours. You're not really missing nothing because you're able to work both shifts and get back up at 3 a.m. in the morning. I know some people who, like, they sleep all day or they work all day, bro, and then when they sleep, they so tired because yeah. they ain't, like, reset it that they just sleep a lot of time away. Yeah. Like, for real. You got to train the mind, man. You got to. You got to. So, So with that being said, do you feel like – how like um how they say like <clears throat> of course you know work ethic is important but how they tell us to grind no sleep no sleep do you feel like that ideology is problematic? Yeah, it's definitely a problem, man. Cause how how if you ain't getting no sleep, you thinking you can't. Yeah, and that's your straight. mental health too. That's your mental like you ain't thinking straight. Like even me being an artist, like being on tours, like the guys around me would go on a party. I'm like, man, just take me back to my room. Yeah, I need to rest, bro. That way, I, I like y'all sluggish tomorrow. I'm up ready. I'm the littest person here, but like that's why people were fun to me too. Cause like I always had the energy, but the energy came from just that discipline for real. Like I feel like that no sleep. I feel like man, that's just a tactic to like work, 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 work a person down so they can't work no more. Cause like when you can't work no more, then you can't generate. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the, you got to think about the quality of work. Like if you if you could be making songs, whatever it is you do, designing clothes, if you tired while you're doing that, you, you, might, do be, you, might, you might be making some trash. Hey, you ain't going to want to do it. My papa, I learned that from my grandfather, man. Teachable moment. My grandfather, he didn't really practice what he preached because he worked himself to death. He was one of them guys, no sleep, I'm going to work, work, work. And I used to tell him, like, grandfather, like, man, you smart, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you should just drop back and you should teach people this. And let them work for you. But he was he was so adamant on on having his hands touching everything, man. It was really hard to get through to him for real. Like honestly, it was hard to like get through to him, right? Yeah. So I just learned that I didn't want to become that because my grandfather died broke. My grandfather probably made like five million dollars over three times, right? Just because yeah. he was a brick mason. He built some of the biggest structures you see. His company was responsible for some of the biggest structures you see in Little Rock downtown, including, like, the Clinton Library. You know what I mean? I watched him do that with my own eyes. You feel me? I was a kid, and I watched it. So, like, he just taught me, like, when he passed, he passed broke. And it taught me, like, man, he was one of them no-sleep guys. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a grind, 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 get some money, get some money. I'm learning now to enjoy that money, bro. Like, what it is, it made me, man, look, I'm going on vacation next week. I, I want to tell people this. I This is something I tell all people. When you work hard... It's for the people who work super hard, bro. You're not working to die. You're not working to live to die. And when I say that, I mean, it's a lot of people who go to work every single day. Then at the end of the week, they pay their bills. And then they might go out for one drink. 
and then they repeat this cycle for 20, 30 years. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. So that's what I mean by living. That's why I like working to live to die. So what I what I do is I start enjoying life. So I started like I fell in love with booking trips. That was just one of my things. I found I found the way how to book a trip, like and get it for a good price. Yeah. And, like I just this is what I spend my time doing because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be like that. One day, I had to have surgery. I was out for like a couple months. It taught me a lesson though. It taught me like, man, you better enjoy life while you can because it can be bad. It can get worse, yeah. bro. For yeah, real, it, not like, for real. It, it can get worse. Right, it can be real bad. You can even be able to go enjoy this six months ago. You can even move for real, for real. You can walk. You can do nothing. So it taught me like, all right, let me start enjoying life. And me starting enjoying life make me want to do what I do even more. Because yeah. now I'm not as tired doing it. I'm not like so stressed out. Like I'm gonna be on vacation for a whole week and a half. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing I got going on in the business world. You feel yeah, me? yeah, man. No, that's that's important, man. It took me a long time to learn it because like. I spent a lot of years, man, just, and, you know, it came from ego and just having a chip on my shoulder of, like, people saying, oh, man, you can't be, you can't be a producer or an engineer. Like, that's not no stuff you can sustain full time. And so I had that chip on my shoulder and I had to do the same thing. But I had to look up one day and just be like, nah, I'm doing it. So I got to enjoy it. So I I definitely feel you on that. Um, So, so let me ask you this. What is your... Like man, what is your biggest inspiration? Like, do do you have like one specific thing that just inspires you to do all the stuff that you do? Man, just the way I want to live. Yeah. Like me being around Master P, I seen a certain lifestyle, and I'm chasing that lifestyle. It's crazy. People may say, "Oh, you chasing materialistic things." No, I'm chasing a better future for me, myself, and my family, and my future family to come. You know, and a future family after that. It's about the mind frame, man. I remember back in I back in the gap, they used to try to make me feel bad for like uh. Like, cause I lived out in LA. I was in Malibu. I was around like the celebrities and stuff. Like, like I said, my bro had a TV show, so I was privy to a lot of things kids my age weren't privy to, yeah. or just where I come from weren't privy to. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, they used to try to when I moved back home, they used to try to make fun of me. Like, man, he just think he just famous and this that, and not. And the whole time, I'm just like, man, I'm really just chasing a better future for myself. Cause that's I see something I want. And somebody told me, you know, like Master P told me, real talk. He said, you know, you can have this, right? Like real talk, like one, like he just walked down. He was like, "I want to tell y'all something." He was like, "You know y'all can have this, right? All y'all gotta do is work hard, work hard, and have discipline, and um, be a good person." So in life, I just always tried to like, even through my down phases where I wasn't a good person, I always went back and prayed to God to like make me whole, like just bro, work on me. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. Cause like I'm work, I'm trying my best, but like certain situations put you in certain situations, and that's in life in general. It don't matter if you white, black, Mexican, Asian. See, we put we put color a lot of times on situations. Now I understand the situation can affect everybody, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. It can affect anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I just I just I just really learned, bro, for real, for real, just to be more disciplined and, and, and get away from um the the negative stigma of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, so why do you feel like um in a lot of situations, you know, you will meet ambitious people, people who have like great ideas. But sometimes they'll be stifled by fear. Like, like, why you think that is? I just spoke on that today on social media. It's the fear of stepping on people's toes. Okay. Like, like for me, like, I could see a situation like, um, like for me, my whole life, I knew I had certain talents and I knew I was great at certain things. Yeah. Right. 
But like the people around you, they'll kind of like sometimes rub off and make you feel like what you're doing is wrong because they really want to do it, mm. but they not you doing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had a like I never put a name on no nothing, enough, but I had like a cousin one time like they were good at what they were doing. But like I just was a little bit better, and you could tell that ate them up inside. Like yeah. you can, you can, and it made me like that fear of like trying to be the best person made me feel like I should hone in more, like to cater to what they felt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and I yeah. think in life, I think in life sometimes we kind of like we do that to ourselves. But I just made a post like, man, you can't worry about that. Next year you just and I always say next year because it's gonna be a new year, and I always be inspired by the top of the year because everybody want to go hard. It's like something that everybody brain say I'm gonna change. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm, it's like it's that it's just a worldly thing so i like to say top of the year um i'm not holding back nothing that i want to do people told me you shouldn't do music and fashion at the same time and then i turned on the radio yesterday and i got my record spent three times back to back to back like it just 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 show goes to show you like people don't know what they be talking about yeah like somebody's been requesting my record because i haven't talked to these radio people in like seven months somebody's been requesting it to make them want to keep spinning it for the last seven months right so it just um man i just learned not to like take that kind of fear into to take not take that kind of fear into consideration at all when it comes to when you want to do something that you want to do you shouldn't even look at fear you should say i'm just gonna go do it like for real for real because stepping on somebody's toes you're gonna step on somebody's toes anyway bro. that's what i learned in life regardless if you do it or if you don't do it you're still stepping on somebody's toes so you might as well make the best of it for real absolutely and like like you know they you you could you could turn a corner, coming to the elevator, and somebody bumping to you, and that's where you did something to them, and you ain't did it, nothing. I promise, it just happened to me like two hours ago. I'm pulling out my driveway. You got your lane, I got my lane. You in my lane, but you mad at me because I hunk my horn at you for you being in my lane. Yeah. You seen you was in my lane. You knew when you was coming up this hill, it was two lanes. You didn't, you knew somebody could possibly be coming down the other way, right? But you like people don't care about that, bro. People always right. You feel me? And and this is what the internet has created. It's created so many opinions that people don't even talk about the facts no more. Man. If you argue a fact with a person, bro, they gonna swear it down your line. And you can be right there reading it. Like you can be reading it to them. Yeah. And they're like, you're lying. So I just like I said. It goes back to like what what I read on social media today. You can't take people serious because you don't know if you're a scholar arguing with a below basic person. That's a big fact, man. You um, really don't know. All right, so so let's talk about just like the the emergence of social media, how it became so popular, and just how it helps business owners and entrepreneurs. Like it's definitely a gift and a curse, man. Let's let's talk about the pros and cons. So we'll touch on the pros first. Like what's the What's all the pros of social media? Then Growing a business is super easy on social media. You got your hands. Yeah. You literally got your thumbs on the world. Yeah. I can hop on Instagram right now and talk to all the people I look up to. Literally. Yeah. I can just add them. I can DM them. I can message them. They might act like they don't see it, but they, they see everything. Trust me, because I'm, I'm social media. I'm a public figure. So I see everything. It's yeah. just I, I take my time on what I reply back to. Because yeah. because if you start replying back to everything, then they mystique about yourself. It's not gonna be there anymore. People not gonna be just as into you as they was. Mm-hmm. It's like I learned that from Janet Jackson. You know why she's able to continue to like be one of the most dominant R and B women in the world going tour. She can go on tour for the next thirty years. Side A as well. You know why? When they ain't got nothing to say, they don't say nothing. Because they don't got that's that mystique about them. Yeah. You don't know. You yeah. try everybody trying to figure out what's they let you know what they know. Beyonce has became 
very influential in that in that world. You yeah. don't see interviews. You don't see her on podcasts. She don't speak on much. When she speak on what she speak on, it's on her platform. Yeah, she that means she has control over everything. It's gonna be hard to bring somebody like that down because they control everything. You know what I mean? And look, so I'm, I'm glad you use that word, right? Control. Because, like, I, I got a theory, bro, when it comes to social media. Like, <clears throat> we, we talked about discipline, and then for you to use the word control in that aspect, I feel like it's hand-in-hand because you got to know when to talk and when not to talk. And that takes discipline and control. Oh, yeah, you definitely. And I feel like social media, some people suffer from, they don't know when to shut the hell up, man. Yeah, they don't. They, they just keep talking and they keep talking. Man, that's a popular artist right now. Me and my girl were just talking about it. I said, I wish she would just be quiet and just rap. Come on, man. I said, I said because... I said her steady talking is not making her situation any more valid. I said great artists is gonna make great music. Yeah, like it's like me with uh, sports. I don't want to turn on sports and hear nothing else about about nothing but sports. I'm just one of them type of people. I know, like we got the news for like news type of things, but that control is man. The media is very controlling, man. Yeah, because the media the media has learned that they're powerful, and when you show somebody how much power they got. Nine times out of ten, they're gonna abuse their power some kind of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, social media is definitely like it's to control the mind. It's like, have you ever wondered like you'll be thinking about something, and then you'll hop on social media and start seeing ads for Man, it? Absolutely, that's control. Absolutely, it's a it's a little mic in your phone right now. I don't know if people know. They used to just put them in the iPhones. Now they put them in every phone. Yeah, it's a little mic in there. They can say, "Oh, we're not recording you. What you saying? This, 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 this." But it's only one way that you can know what I'm thinking, and that's if you hear what I'm thinking. Yeah. Cause you're not in my brain. Yeah. If I didn't search, um, be today, he's a rapper who died a while back. One of my favorite artists. Yeah. If I didn't mention Doby in ten years, and I'm thinking about him today, I played him probably one of his songs on my Apple Music. How did he just start like music just start coming up on my Twitter and on my Instagram? Like, yeah. like that's like that show you the type of control and the influence the media got. So social media, bro, I just say this for for us. Use it for what it needs to be used for and get off of it. Absolutely. Like, like that's what I'm learning now. Like I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I used to be like, man, I got to grow my Instagram. I got to grow my Facebook. I got to grow my TikTok. They said if I don't got this many followers, I ain't gonna be nothing, right? But I just learned, man, I'm gonna get on here, handle my business. I'm getting up off of here. People yeah, don't man. know like social media is easy too. Cause like they got features now where you can pre-do everything. I might on Sunday, I might pre-do my whole schedule for the week. Yeah. And y'all think I'm on here with y'all the whole time. I'm not on here with y'all. It's just I got a little thing that constantly put the post out for me. Yes, I might sir. come on here when I'm free and just react with everybody because that's who I am. But, like, I ain't sitting here doing this every day. I got better stuff to do in life than sit on social media. But social media can make you a lot of money. I became, man, I made my first six figures off social media. Yes, sir. Like, for real, for real. Like, like I worked probably, like, six jobs in my whole life. We all got them jobs. You know, the restaurant job, the nursing home job, yeah. the tech job, yeah. the answering the phone job. Shit, I did all that, bro. I can combine, I tell them until that, I say, I can combine all them jobs together. I ain't made more money putting them together than I made on social media in two years. And and so for you to say that, man, um, you know, but so much in the, specifically the black community, when it comes to like having like an entrepreneur mindset or these type of things or building your own business, whether it's a small business, whether it's just whatever it is, a tech 
tech company, fashion, music, whatever it is, a lot of times as young black men, we're discouraged from doing those things. But you just said something very key. You made more money betting on yourself than any job you ever worked for. And then people that own those jobs bet on themselves and they got a they went, they went against the grain, bro. Yeah, it's man. all you got to go against the grain. And uh, and another thing too, like uh, sometimes you just got to say if one plus if somebody t- if your whole life you've been taught one plus one equals two, you guys you, you gonna got to believe that it's equal to. Mm-hmm. Like somebody came up with this because I've been taught this my whole. I've been conditioned to believe this my whole life, right? I just feel like. If people spend more time invested into what they really love doing, yeah, they'll wait, make way more money than doing something that they don't like doing. Because your heart not in it. You're not motivated to do it. It's just like blah, 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 blah. That's how you feel literally when you wake up in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I be like, man, what I'm going to do today? Nah, like literally, that's the, I'm like, what I got to go? Like, I be excited. You know what I mean? Because at first, like first starting out, I ain't going to lie. Like I was tired because I was I hadn't adjusted yet. Like, I was having to grow a business from from nothing, yeah, from scratch. So getting people to believe in, and and, and it's the key. This is what I learned. I learned to not sell people anything, but myself. Yeah, I sell me. Big facts. Like people fell in love with me. You feel me? People fell in love with my story. They fell in love with how 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 I approach certain situations. They just fell in love with me and. Again, back to Gary Vee. He said, when you can make people fall in love with you, then they'll buy your product. That's a fact. Simple. So if I can buy anything you're selling. So if I got a million people who fell in love with me, that means I can sell a million people something. That's literally how I look at the world. Every day, I'm not trying to sell people nothing, bro. I'm trying to make people fall in love with me. You feel me? Yeah. I might reply back to a girl like, Like my girl, she and I'm glad I got a, a real woman that she don't be tripping because she understand what come with this business. She understand like how this how this supposed to go, and it's not never no disrespect because I respect her first and we talk about these things before I make any move. But my job is who I am is to make girls fall in love with me because my product is based around females. A yeah. lot of it, right? I started dibbling and dabbling in the men wear, but like my biggest consumer is women. It's yeah. just a fact. Yeah. Like, it's like 95 to 5. I can pull the numbers up. Analytics, not going to lie. You know what I mean? When you got the numbers in your face, then you cater to who you cater to. So, I like, like I, I mean this when I say this to women. I might tell a girl, good morning, beautiful. I didn't already tell my girl, good morning, beautiful, every yeah. morning since we've been together. Yeah. So, she, like, that don't even bother her because she get that before anybody get that. You feel right. me? But that yeah. same young lady... She might not never had nobody tell her good morning, beautiful. It's been a long time. That's a fact. But like her boyfriend, she laying right beside right now. He ain't doing that. You feel me? He, he might get up and play the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So she didn't already instantly fell in love with me from just a good morning. You feel me? Because yeah. it touched her. Like I'm, somebody told me the other day, they said, bro, like you're the only person that can get on social media, real talk, and say good morning. And like 500 people tell you good morning back, bro. Like, what you got going? I said, bro, like. Because you show love and positivity, man. Yeah. They, 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 they and goes I, and, a long I, and, way, I, and I'm rocking with everybody who rocking with me. See, yeah. that's the key. Yes. Like, like yeah, Michael man. Jackson taught that, like, man, he embraced his fans, man. I, I learned from him, like, just on the music end. I said, I got to embrace my fans. Like, Mike embraced his fans. Yeah. Like, he's the biggest pop star in the world. If he can go hug a million people, I'll, I definitely go hug a million people. Yeah. Like, that's just. 
That's what it is, right? Because yeah. you want to show the people who show you love back that same love. You just want to. Um, I just think that's human. Yeah. You should never get to the point where you're so super big that you can't be a human. Yeah. That's just that's how that's my you know. Now of course you got to be protected and it's crazy people in the world, but still be the I try to be the best human you can be. No, that's a fact. And you know what's funny that you say that, man, like a lot of times in the area that we in where everybody wants to be or they think they want to be a celebrity, man, they'll they'll kinda like they'll stifle you from embracing your celebrity. Mm-hmm. No matter what level you own. You know, people be like, oh, man, you you think you're more than what you are. Like, mm-hmm. if you recognize you got fans, it's people who will say, oh, man, you got the big head. No, I got people that really rock with me, mm-hmm. and I'm showing love and positivity. But it's people that are, they'll, they'll try to stray you away from that. Uh, it's just. Oh, you think you're too much. I just, yeah, it's, start, it's starting to happen to me, too. It ha- it started happening to me a couple years ago. Like, when I when, when it started happening with my family, I think. Like, a lot of people in my family was like, ah, we're not going to support that. He ain't going to do nothing. You know what I mean? And then I think when people start grabbing a hold to it, you, it's like regular life, bro. Just real life. You get to start saying, that's my nephew. That's my, come on, we from the culture. We going to keep it 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my nephew. That's my cousin. I'm rocking. Woo, woo, woo. But in reality, them people ain't supporting nothing you did. It's just the, I, the thought of I can't be seen not supporting my family when the whole world support my family because that's going to make me look bad. And one thing about people, they don't want to look bad, bro. Yeah. Like people, I I start telling myself the truth. My girl, she, that, that worked with me. She worked with me on that for a while. Like just be honest. Look at yourself in the mirror and say what it is you need to say to yourself. Yeah. And if you can look in, your, in the mirror and, with a straight face and say what you're saying was real, and you know it's a damn lie, you need to go work on yourself, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I start, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn, this deep. You know what I mean? She like, because if you a lot of you, boy, you a lot of anybody. You feel me? Like, I'm like, boy, that's real. That's and you that. can't live like that. that. Nah, you can't live I mean, you like can, that. You can. Now nah, you can't survive like that you can, nowadays. You can live like that, but you, you can't, can't survive. survive like that nowadays, man. Yeah, man. Cause nobody want to be lied to. Yeah, like it's it's good people in my life who I can I love them to death, but I can never do nothing with them because they lied to me. Yeah, and it's like you just be a straight shooter with me, bro. Like keep it a hundred, and we gonna we'll figure it out. Fact. You feel me? Even yeah. if you messed up and you on the wrong, like with me, apology gonna go a long way because you admitted to your wrong up front and then you apologized about it, and I'm man enough to accept it. Like I don't want to. I like I don't walk around life like I want to be in two with this person or I want to disown this person and not rock with this person how we should be rocking but um you gotta protect your peace man you got to so i i, I feel you bro like for real i feel you bro i make nothing like yeah man like that make that make a lot of sense like you, yeah, you can't let people steer you away from that though like i'm in that phase right now where like people like oh he moving fast so should we support him or should we like act like we're not gonna support him just to see if we can put a wrench in what he doing. But like I learned, bro, the world bigger than where you from. And when yeah. somebody taught me that, see, they, they taught me that. Somebody set me down like literally a year ago and was like, man, you focus on Little Rock too much in Arkansas. You, man, do you not know how many people love you around the world, bro? I'm just looking at my analytics one day. I, I promise. I didn't even know this because the way my, my ship station is, I see who ordering and what they ordering, but I got it like automatic. So yeah. like it just print out. I, I can't look at everything like that because my mind will be everywhere. I'm like, okay. So right. I'm just right, looking right, at right. my analytics, man. I'm like, man, I got stuff going to Florida, to Texas, to New York, to Atlanta. And I'm like, whoa, it's a lot of stuff. Like one time I ain't gonna lie. Like 
I probably had 30 orders from Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth in like two days. And I've yeah. never been to none of them places, bro. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I, I've been to Dallas one time when I was a kid. I just rolled through that thing, right? But I've never been to none of these places. And they started to show me like, all right. Social media can be a tool that I can use to get where I'm trying to get to and not physically have to be there. Because in my mind, shit, I'm there. My my company there, my business there, they got clothes there. You know what I mean? So um, it just goes back to that being a gift and a curse, man. You just got to use it for what it's good for. You feel me? So 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 I'm going to touch on something real quick, like just from a, from a super deep creative aspect and just a spiritual aspect, like... Um, and I, I feel like I know you very well, so I know you already considered this, but we're going to just say this for the sake of the listeners. Um, even aside from just social media and like people, in, like you say, people in other states tapping in, other countries, um, you do know like when it comes to creativity, like aside from just, okay, the, the, the tangible clothes, the tangible ideas of the music, a lot of it is based in just like who who your like what your spirit says like who you are in your spirit so when you create whatever color palette you choose whatever whatever shape of the logo you choose like mm-hmm. it's people who connect with that mm-hmm. and then it ain't even got nothing to do with how you market it how you promote it it just got to do with like you a creative being and some people just it resonates with that with with them in that way cuz people it's like you it's like wherever you vibrate when you thought of that idea when you created that piece of clothing uh-huh. They feel that when they see it, and they just like, I need that. People, ah, man. Somebody said it's the clothes. Somebody asked me this. They said, do the clothes. Is it the clothes? And I just think it's not the clothes, man. It's the person that created the idea. I think it's the, the person who created the idea, and I think fact. it's the ideal. I think it's just the ideal. I think people look at it like, I ain't going to lie, man. I got a lot of older people. This crazy. Like, I got a lot of older people. Like, my fan base is weird. Like, like I, I see my fan base. I got people from four years old loving my brand to like 60, 70 years old. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's one of them it's one of them things in life where, you know, when you was a little kid, we all was a little rebellious in life, man. You know, all kids are a little rebellious. They do things that their parents don't want them to do. It's, it goes back to, like, listening to rap music when you little yeah. or listening to rock music or listen whatever genre music you into. A lot of times your parents try to keep you away from the, the harsh, but that's what you really love. Like, yeah. that's that's what it be because the harsh be the real, so that's what speak to your mind. No, that's that's what fact. speak to your heart because yeah. it's real, yeah. right? Yeah. So when it's real, you know, I... I feel this. And I think with the word dope runner, what I had what happened was this what happened. I know what happened. I played with the word for like a month before I even trademarked it. I heard two rappers say it and I had already had the idea for it. But I heard like two of my favorite rappers like said at the time, Jeezy and Gucci, both of them said it in the song, literally. Yeah. And I'm like, man. This must be God talking to me. Like, it literally had to be God talking to me. Because I literally, like, hopped up on Google. I don't know nothing about nothing, bro. I hopped on LegalZoom. I just typed in trademark lawyers. And the, literally, the first trademark lawyer popped up, and she was the most expensive. Like, that's one thing I do regret. Like, she was she was good at what she do, but she was the most expensive because I didn't know no better. You feel me? I'm like, I just need a lawyer. And she charged me $100. And I said, look, can I trademark this name? And she was like, yeah. 
It ain't trademarked. Ain't nobody never touched it. Ain't nothing similar. Let's do it. But she told me before she do it, she said, like, this is going to make you very, very big. You know that, right? And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, what this old white lady talking about? Like me, for real. They're like, she a white lady that's like, my lawyer, she's like 75 years old. She live in Malibu. Yeah. She way far removed from my culture, bro. She don't know nothing about where I come from, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. She told me, like, I don't know nothing. I don't even, I ain't even, Arkansas existed for real. You know what I mean? Like, it's a spot on the map, but like, we don't see that because it's country. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. So she told me, she said, man, this is gonna make you a lot of money. She said, it's bold. She said, I love it. Yeah. After, like, so many people had told me they didn't like it, for this old white lady to tell me she love it, and there's somebody that's, like, in the trademark world who trademark and patent a million different things yeah, that's yeah. worked. Yeah. She said, you know why it's going to work? Because it's bold, and you're going against the grain. And when people wear it, it's going to make them feel alive. So the older people who wear it, they feel alive. I had a young lady tell me the other day, she said my boss kept saying she was hot. And she wanted to take her jacket off so bad, but she didn't want to get in trouble with corporate. She said, you know what? The lady just said, forget it. It took her shirt off, and it was dope running gear under there. And yeah. she was like, man, it lay like 60 years old, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, because people want to feel bold. People want to feel like they can go against the grain. Like, that's always been a thing in life. Don't tell me what to do. And when you wear dope running gear, it make you feel like, 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 man, I knew the first time I wore it, it was going to be some probably like five, like five, ten people stopped me. And then one day, I just had the words on the shirt. No logo, no nothing. Just literally the words. Like five people stopped me like, what is Dope Runner? Yeah. When I explained it to them, it messed their head up. Yeah. Because they thinking it's one thing and that's a whole nother. So it made people feel guilty inside. And you know when people feel guilty, what they do, they spend money. That's another gym. When people guilty, they spend Come on, money, man. bro. Talk that. Yeah. They spend money. Yeah. When I'm sad, I go spend money. I'm I'm on Amazon. I'm at the mall. I'm trying to find me something that's going to cheer me up. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So, like when I start explaining it to people, they start feeling guilty, and it just made it just made made my company even more like like a staple to people. Like, all right, now with the kids, I gotta protect the babies, yeah, because I don't want to give off the wrong message, uh, just from somebody looking at words and getting a perception up front without right, even right. digging deep. And I don't want kids explaining it to them either, because it's not their job to do that. You feel yeah. me? Um, so I, I, I'm working on a kid's brand where I ain't even att attaching the word dope to it. You know, like it's going to be its own little thing, but the kids love it so much, man. They want to wear it to school. Yeah. They want to be, it's that rebellion again. Like that. It's, it's that you said, yeah, I can't man. wear it. Okay. I'm finna tell all my friends to buy it and wear it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's just that part of life. But like, that's, a, that's, that's the good thing about, Going against the grain. You know why it's a 1% and it's a 99%? Because the 1% went against the grain, bro. I yeah. promise. Yeah. They was different than the 99%. They did everything the 99% wouldn't do. Simple. Yeah. So, so this is a perfect transition. I'm glad you said that. So, man, so let's let's talk about just, just your adoration for, you know, the youth and just all the stuff you do for kids. Like, let's talk about, you know, let's get into, like, uh, Riley and let's get into all that okay so like when you come from the projects my superheroes was the big homies yeah you feel me yeah. cause back in the time when I was coming up like the big homies was looking out for us you feel me like little, little homie here go five ten dollars go get you go get you something to, you know some, some snacks you feel me man look I was so good in sports 
I had the whole projects coming to watch me play football and basketball. You feel me? So that made me like the hood was my superheroes. Everybody like the older women, the older guys, they were just my superheroes, right? Yeah. And I said in life, like I, if I ever can become some, I want to do what they did for me. You feel me? They gave me that inspiration just because I'm in the hood. Don't mean people don't love you, bro. You know what I mean? Like it, like literally, like the 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 projects used to shut down to come watch me play football, bro. Like you'll see the whole projects. Like think think about this: you a kid and you a good sports player, but you come from the hood, and then you look up on on, on game night and the whole projects at the gate watching you play, bro. Yeah. Like it, it just was a different. Then was my superheroes. Each one of them people that came out and watched me do that. Yeah. And I started looking at them like, I, right, I want to be like them. Cause these people who come from nothing, they don't got nothing. They don't. It, it's literally we had nothing, but we learned to have each other. So to them, for them to the, to like instill that type of love into what I was doing so young, I said like I can't grow up and not do this to young kids when I get older. Yeah. Like, even if I wasn't in the position I'm in now, I still be trying to like. Do something with the youth Just because like, Always Yeah I feel like the youth Is our future for real And I understand When you young And you looking up To certain people It's kind of hard To know which way to go bro Yeah You know what I mean You don't know If you want to be A basketball player A rap star sir. It's just kind of hard So like I just tell I, I like to get In these young kids mind And tell them Like you can be Whatever you want to be You know that right Like you don't got to be Subject to um, Sports Cause right. you Cause you black or you don't got to be subject to tick because you white. Or you don't got to be subject to, you know, Chinese food because you're Chinese. You know what I mean? You can literally go do whatever it is in, in the world you want to do. So um, with the kids, again, it goes back to protecting the kids. So probably two years ago, I had a kid where dope run of the school and they got put out of school. And I didn't like it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I, I honestly, but I understood it. Right? I didn't like it, but I understood it. Okay. Right? Because... When something's foreign to people, they're quick to judge it. And they got all kind of like, you know, misconceptions or they what, they, misconceptions. what they think it might be. Yeah, because like, let's yeah. get to the word dope. Yeah, so man. it's two it's two meanings to the word dope. It's your meaning and it's, it's your meaning, then it's the book meaning. Yeah. And our meaning ain't always right. So recently, it's crazy because like even a dictionary has changed the meaning. Like they got the meaning this way, but then if you go right on it, it's like A, B. So they still got it two meanings, but the more harsher meaning has been put first now. It used to be flipped. Yeah, so they want they want to bury the hip hop meaning. They want to bury the hip hop meaning. So yeah. when I created Dope Runner, the dope mean cool, fresh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just analogy on that. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Um, but the hood created it. Uh, the hood made it popular. The hood made it popular to turn the word dope into like drugs. Right. So I understand that part because our culture did that. You feel me? Like we took we took like a certain thing and we turned drugs into dope. You know, like my big homies, you said all the time, man, like, you know, little buddy got that dope. He's selling that dope. So we kind of like, you know, what I mean, all together as collectively changed that word. But I took the, the, the proper meaning that I initially like it's like this, bro. You ever been like like a kid and you like, damn, that car dope. Yeah. For sure. It's the same meaning. Yeah, man. You feel me? Yeah. But see, like, I don't care what people feel because that's the get you got you. That's the part of the business that make people even uh, uh, acknowledge the business because they want to know. Like, 
you both to wear this? I done had police officers, firemen, own up to people who work in the nursing home, say, man, what is this? And I get to explain it to them, and they like, oh, you smart. Yeah. I would have never expected it. But you know what, man? Let me get one of them T-shirts up off of you. Because now they feel how I feel. Right. Why should I limit myself to wear what people in the world want me to wear? It's all, it, it go right back to that, man, that controversy. Somebody told me when I was a kid, bro, controversy going to always sell. Yeah. We just live in a controversial world. Whether we like it or not, it's just what we live in. So with the kids brand, I didn't want the word dope used. So we created um, Riley the Roadrunner. Yeah. So basically I took my my actual Roadrunner, that's my logo, and I, I told myself, I said, how can I bring this to life? Like, if I could bring this little, small, like, logo of this Roadrunner. Because before I had Riley, it was just literally my uh, a silhouette of a Roadrunner yeah. that my guy created with a fitted cap and some shoes on. You know what I mean? So I'm like, how can I bring this, you know, to life? I met, man, this cool art dude, man. He's very talented at what he do. I had been watching him like, man, he can draw. I just been watching him freestyle drawing stuff. I'm like, man, this guy can draw for real, for real. And um, I hit him and was like, man, here go my logo. I kind of want to turn it to life, man. Like, like if this could be a character, how would you do it? What would yeah. you think? What yeah. I said, keep the hat, keep the shoes. I want everything to stay the same. But what would you do? And he just freaked out and then sent it to sent sent Riley to me, and that's been my Riley since the beginning. So um, I created the Riley the Road Runner um, book series because, of course, Dope Runner has to do with fitness. So basically, Dope Runner is a fitness fashion line. I created something in my mind to where you can work out in the gym in it or you can just go out regular day in it. Or if you want to just, if you was running late and you just had to get off of work and need to throw on something and still look cute, you can, you know, go out in a, a world and still look cute. And yeah. then go to the gym right after you looking cute. Like, so all my gear, you literally... Like, 90% of my gear, you can wear it literally outside to events, to wherever you want to wear it, and fact. then, like, go straight to the gym. So, that's the, that's the yeah. get you, got you with me. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's how I created it in my mind. A lot of people get mad at me, like, they think I'm a boutique, and I'm not a boutique. I'm a brand. I create what I want to create, how I want to create what I see fit for the world. I, I don't just put clothes on people. Anybody can just sell you clothes. I'm selling you a lifestyle. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I'm not in the selling clothes business. I'm in the selling a lifestyle business because I can sell cup, cups, headphones, shoes. I can sell everything. Yeah. I don't want people to box me into just clothes. So Riley just started as, man, I ain't going to lie, it just really started as a concept. And then I was like, I got this fitness brand. It's this kid's brand. What can we do to touch the kids? Yeah. I Let's make Riley a fitness brand too. Let's make him a fitness character. Let's go into these kids' mind and their hearts and teach them about health and fitness. Yeah. So now Riley, you know, I, my first book, I, I, I'm be working on it really, really hard. It's almost done. But um, my first book is going to be Riley Runs to School. Um, why I say runs to school? Because on his journey to school, he's going to be meeting new people. And he's going to be working out at the same time. Right. It's teaching them. It's going back to what they took out of school. And that's their health and that fitness part. We wonder why the world's so obese is because we don't focus on what we need to focus on for real, man. Uh, we focus more on promote McDonald's than actually telling McDonald's, give our kids some healthy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They took you. notice they took like the salad. They used to have salads, man. At McDonald's. Yeah, they like, don't do none of that no more. Nah. Because it's geared towards the like as long. I'm going to tell you something. Bro. Big businesses have realized if you can keep Americans addicted, they'll continue to come. Yeah. It's like dope. 
Nah, for sure. It's just they use a different term for it, and then they take our term and say it's bad for them to use it. You know what I mean? On, but man. it's the same. Come they on, they man. literally like obesity is dope. It's worse than dope. Yeah. I know more people die from obesity than die from drugs. Yeah, sh- sugar, sugar. They say sugar, sugar is a- kill more people. Come on, man. I know more people with diabetes than people with. They got like like habits. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, like they got drug habits. Now this this man, we can go so deep in that. But again, um, big companies have mastermind how to play on our feelings. Yeah. And that's how they continue to make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars off of us every day. Yeah. Like, just by going off a person feeling. So, like, ah, nah, for real. I agree with that, for real. I agree with that. No, nah, that's a fact. And so, so, so while we, you know, so while we on this subject, let's just talk about your personal health journey because, like, man, you've been on, you've been on it, bro. Like, like, you, you got to a certain point to where you just, again, like I said earlier, you a master executor. So, when you, when you sit on your journey to just be for real about your fitness, you know what I'm saying? You and your queen, like y'all have spawned some things that just inspirational, man. Oh, yeah, man. I literally went from a 2X to a medium. Yes, sir. And I didn't have to have no post-surgery or nothing. Yes, sir. Let's I really see. I, I really work hard on on my body. Yes, sir. Like, I really lit my girl a fitness trainer. She's a licensed fitness trainer. So I really like this the first time I had to just sit down and listen to somebody. Yeah. Like for real. Like my mom used to talk to me, go through one ear out my other. My teachers used to talk to me, go because I always felt like I was smarter than everybody. That's my that's that was my gift. I just always felt like I was the smartest person in the world. Like, and I ain't gonna lie, like I w I questioned myself today, cause I make more money than all my teachers. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I start to question certain things like that. Like, was I really the smartest in the room at the time? Because I turned out to be pretty pretty well off on my own. You know what I mean? And I went through multiple teachers. I didn't even have the same teacher, so it couldn't have been them. It had to be me. Yeah. You feel me? Because yeah. I did not listen in school a lot, man. I took what I, I ain't going to lie. I always had this artistic mind, bro. Yeah. Like, when my teacher talking, I'm writing raps. Like literally, she used to Same. be like, she used to be like, man, Same, I'm bro. gonna put you out of my class. I'd be like, all right. My, like my mama knew that though. Like my mama was one of the parents. She was like, she she like she she loved the fact that I went to school, graduated. But she told me when I was a kid, baby, like I can't force you to do nothing. Yeah. But I want you to do it for you. You know what I mean? But like I always had that mind frame. Like like I said, bro, I'm I'm the smartest person in the room. Cause they say, look, this is what they say. Success is measured by what? Your value, right? So if success measured by your value, right? And I got more money than all my teachers and I'm making more money than them. I'm more valuable than them. I'm an asset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is what they taught me. Yeah. See, that's the part, like, my teachers always have a problem with because I can take what they say and I'm going to make it make my sense. Yeah. Like, because yeah, my yeah. sense is, is like I got the perfect sense sometimes because I also think on that level, too. Like, people say, you got a genius mind, bro. Like, I do it effortlessly. I I really don't be trying for real, bro. I, I promise I don't like. You gifted, man. Yeah, I and that's I think that's my downfall, too. I know that, and I've been trying to get out of that. Like, I know I'm gifted, but, like, sometimes that can make you lazy. Like when you know you got like like I was supposed to have this book done like last year, but I've been like prolonging it, prolonging it, prolonging it. I'm like, cause my mind keep telling me something else. Like you ain't ready yet, bro. Like when you do it, you want to do it the right way. You want to do it this way. So I be like, hey, am I messing up or what I'm doing? You know. So I say this. I, I don't think like so prolonging with intent is different from laziness. Like we were talking about earlier with execution. Right. 
So when you prolong something because you got a certain vision for it, that's way different than prolonging it because of execution. Yeah, because it's always yeah. on my board still. Like yeah. I still yeah. got like from last year, Riley like complete Riley the Road Runner book. I got to complete it. Yeah, but I meant like I I, I found thought like with me what it was with timing. I'm it go back to strategic. I know what I want. That's a I, fact. I know what I need and I know what I want to see when I look yeah. at it. Cause this was make this what make me different. So I spent six months just finding an artist, bro. Yeah. Then I spent another six months finding a digital artist. Them two different things. Yeah. I needed somebody who can draw it on paper. And then I needed somebody who can proof it and make it digital the right. proper way. Right. 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 That that way when that way when we get to a certain level, I can cut Nickelodeon, I can cut Disney, I can cut all them teams out. I got my own team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can do what y'all doing on y'all level. What we need to know is like what do we need to do? Cause I can always go third party, hire somebody to do what I need them to do. Yeah. That's the beauty of social media and life. Somebody went and specialized in something that you didn't know how to do, bro. Yeah. And just tell you it's like you just recording. Like I bought a studio. I did all that. Spent a lot of money in that. But I still came to your studio and recorded. Just as much as I recorded in my studio. Why? Because I want to give back. And number two, just because you went to school for this, bro. You're an expert. Yeah. I'm not no expert. I'm not going to pretend to be either. You know what I mean? I know what it need to sound like, what it need to feel like, what it need, what people need to hear. I know all that from just being around music. So, like, I knew I wasn't producing it. I'm not going to be no hater. And like, man, I'm going to just keep trying till I get it right now. Hey, bro, can you help me out? You feel me? I need your help. How much it costs? You feel yeah. me? Yeah, and, and sidebar, you know, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, so I went to I went to the school of the hard knocks. So when I started, it wasn't really a lot, a lot of schools for this. Yeah, you didn't have no full sale and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it was around, but it wasn't popular. I had to get a job at a studio. I had to yeah. show up and be like, hey, this is what I've been working on in the crib. It was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to hire you. Shout out to Dave Brooks. Dave yeah. Brooks was like, I'm going to give you a job. Yeah. And that, and that was my schooling, man. Yeah, and, and, and he was good at what he did. I shout out to Dave Brooks. I just talked to that guy probably like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, man. Shout I told out to him OG, I, I wish he'd get back into the music world just a different way. Yeah. I said, bro, you had a gift, and I feel like you was tricked out your gift, bro, because... You know, certain artists you had or certain things went on in your life, it, it didn't benefit you at the time. I said, man, let me tell you something, man. I learned this from Burner. I met Burner 15 years ago, bro. Swear to God. I met Burner at a party. Like, this is before Burner was even Burner. Yeah. He was just a Mexican kid with the with the cannabis. You feel me? Like, literally, on the rooftop. He, he still had this hustle, though. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. He always had this hustle. It just was a different hustle. You feel me? It wasn't right. cookies. It was... Ghetto back old school, you know, Ziploc bag. Hey, cuz, we got this right here. We'll, we'll pull up. You know what I mean? But I learned from Burner over the years, man. I watched this guy literally um, take an idea and turn it into a billion-dollar company, bro. He on Forbes right now. Yep. I just seen him on Forbes the other day. I'm like, damn, Burner made it to Forbes, bro. It just goes again. Look, bro, 15 years ago, we was looked down upon. What is it today? You got to go against that grain. No, that's a like, fact. If you don't go against that grain, you're going to become a regular person. That's a fact. You're going to live like regular people. Yeah. Like, man, I tried all type of stuff. I've been, I've been, let me tell you something. I don't never tell people go to jail, but you learn yourself in jail. Yeah. You learn, you learn about who you really is in jail, man. Cause you really ain't got nothing but time to learn about yourself, bro. It ain't nothing else to do. You, you in the room with four walls in the bunk and probably a bunkie. You got to sit with yourself you and your mind. You got to sit with yourself and your mind because if not, man, you're going to go crazy up in that thing. You feel me? Yeah. But it, it taught, that taught me discipline too, bro. 
Like, I don't wish that on nobody. Not on my worst enemy, but, like, being locked up taught me discipline. It gave me routine. Yeah. You feel me? Like, people like, why you wake up so early, man? Because when I was locked up, boy, you know, like, this what time you got to be up. Because lunch started at 6.30. I mean, breakfast started 6.30. And if you ain't up at 6.30, you're going to miss breakfast. And then you're going to be hungry to lunch. Because lunch ain't to like, you know, one, two. If you get some, if you got some commissary, you might not even get no lunch. You might have to wait the child time. And at 5 o'clock. Yeah. You feel me? They feed you super early in jail. Yeah, and then not not to think about you know what what I really respect about you know, so you know I was in juvenile. A lot of people know I was in juvenile for a weekend, but that's all it took for me. But people that was in jail for any longer than that, like we'll take Wallow for example, um, how he got out and did everything he did. People don't understand like what you just said, man. When you in jail. And you got these ideas and this all this stuff you want to execute. All you can do is write it down and wait. Man, I spent thirty days in the box and I couldn't even write nothing down. I so just had, I just I just I had to keep it in my mind, like the thoughts. Every day I would think the same thing over yeah. and over yeah, and over yeah, yeah, and yeah, over yeah. to the point when I got out, I was just like, All right, I know my game I got my game plan together. Like let me act on it. You yeah. know what I mean? It makes you look at time it, different. It right? makes you look at time different for real, for real. Cause then you know like all right, time wait on nobody. Yeah. Your friends still out in the world, living life, doing what they doing. Your family, they like turned up. Like time don't wait on nobody. And you on pause. And you on like you pause your whole yeah, life, man. bro. Yeah, so yeah. like speaking of Wallow, I look at uh, Wallow. I look at his journey. Um, I look at what he became really overnight. I call it overnight sensation. Yeah, because it only took him two, three years to do what he did, Fact. and it took. It, it, it's still taking people 20, 30 years to get somewhere and they ain't got nowhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I just call it like, you know, uh, he say some real stuff, bro. And the real stuff that he say, I wish more young, young black men, especially. I wish all men, but specifically the young black men. Absolutely. Cause this, that's who we talking to most of the times. And this is who is affecting I wish like the, the the average young black man to start realizing like the power is within you, brother. Yeah, you hold the key to your success, brother. Nobody else. We can we can blame slavery. We can blame my mom and dad. We can blame my teachers. We can blame little Johnny from up the street. But at the end of the day, that dash in between your life and your death is gonna represent what you did. And if you ain't did nothing, you a lost cause, brother. Come on, man. It's just yeah. a lost cause, man. That's a fact. You know, so that's how I look at, like, especially like that, man. Um, you got to go listen to them OGs that's giving back game because it's rare. Yeah. The OGs give real sound game. And if it hurts you, that means nine times out of ten is real, bro. It's real. Because something that ain't real ain't going to affect you. Like, you just, just going to ride right past your head, bro. But when it's real, it's going to touch you. Like he was telling Young Thug and them, freedom guys too. And I say that, I say that because I wish that, I don't wish that on nobody. Absolutely. Because you're not even a human Yeah. in there. But before I can ever speak on somebody innocent, I don't know if they're guilty. So right. we got to wait on the outcome of that because somebody, a family was affected by somebody's decisions. Right. And we got to respect that as well. Right, right. Right. But while I was trying to tell them young guys, man, y'all got all this money. Why y'all moving like this? He seen it. No, nah, he did. He seen it, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like y'all thought I'm looking at them. They think it's a game. He told them everything that was gonna happen. They think it's a game. Yeah. I'm watching the smile. Hi, 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 hi. Like, brother, pay attention. Yeah. 
attention. He been there. He trying to really tell Pay y'all. Pay attention, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Where he been, yeah. that's where you been for the last year. And they trying to give you a lot of more of them years if you don't get yourself together. And he did what, 20? Wow, did what, 21? Did 20 years. 20 years, 20 yeah. years in the, in, the, in the box, bro. Yeah. 20 years in the box. And he said, I, I watched the interview. And I can say, and I, and I say it hurt my heart to see them young men not take him serious, bro. Yeah. Because these young men that a lot of young kids look up to. So my ideology is, how you want somebody to look up to you and you can't even look up to somebody? Come on, man. You feel me? You yeah. so you so ignorant to the fact that you can't even look up to somebody, but you you don't respect people when they don't look up to you, brother. That like that that's a that's a chain of command we got to change, and it's, it's it's culturally, it's in our culture a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't speak on nobody else's culture because I ain't white or, or, or green. I'm black. Yeah. I can't speak on my 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 views what I've been through. You know what I mean? But um, when them OGs talking to you, man, take heed, take game. You feel me? Because they've been through some things that we ain't been through before, and they're trying to protect us from some things that we don't want to go through. Right. For real. No matter what. And, and, and it's crazy because, like, like we said, Wallow's successful. But, man, you got OGs in, in a neighborhood that you might have more than them. They might not have made it to where you – and you said this earlier. You said you learn from people's mistakes. I done talked to homeless people and just got game. Learn from their the mistakes, man. Yeah, man. People say, how you grow a successful company in four years, five years, bro? Just learning from my mistakes and other people's mistakes. Yeah. When Damon John said I made six billion dollars, I didn't care about how much money he made. I wanted to know how he lost it. Let me find out how you lost that's this the, money. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. So I can. So I can make sure when I get to this point, yeah. I don't do what you did, bro. Yeah. No disrespect to you. People say, "Why your website always sold out?" I'm not over. I'm not overdoing anything for nobody. Yeah. That's what I'm not gonna do. If you didn't get it, I hope you get it the next time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I, I deep down in my heart, I'm sorry if you didn't get what you wanted to get. But like, it's somebody who spent time getting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I went off how many people told me they was gonna get some, brother, I would have been bankrupt. Come on, man. You feel me? Come on, man. Damon John lost uh, all his money. I read his book. Eighty percent of his money was lost because he overstocked. Yeah. He had too much inventory. Yeah. And then when it fell, when nobody was interested in it, guess what you stuck with? Millions and billions of dollars worth of inventory. Yeah. I said, I'll never do that. That's a fact. This man. is what makes me, the company, the business, the boss, and this is this is what sets me uh, away from the consumer. You just gave a gem. To, to people that want to get in the fashion, you just gave them a hell of a gem right there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. Don't overstock, bro. Gave them a gem, man. You don't tell you why? Because, like, what them jumpsuits that's sitting up in your closet doing you? Yeah. They just that's money up there that ain't gonna never make no money. Cause once the style go out, now you giving it away. You putting it on 30, 40. That's why I only do like one or two sales a year. You're gonna pay full price for me throughout the year. I might give a little 10, 20% here and there. But for the most part, you gonna for my brand, for the exclusive part of my brand, you're gonna pay. You know what I mean? And if it ain't meant if you don't wanna pay, it ain't meant for you. I don't pick my consumers. They pick me. Yeah. I just put the product out. You yes, know what sir. I mean? That's all I focus on is putting the product out. Come on, I don't, like I used to worry about like who support me, who don't support me. Man, I got so many people support me now, bro. I don't even know who support me, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. Like it didn't got that huge. I don't know. Yeah. I wake up every day with people tagging me and sharing stuff that I didn't even know who that was. You feel me? Yeah, man. Um, so learn from uh, the mistakes. And like I said, David John just taught me one uh, a gym and just. Business. I think a lot of people probably skipped over that part in this book. 
Cause they would just they want the people want to know how they make money. Right. They don't care how they're gonna lose the money. They just wanna know how to make the money. They're not even searching for I don't even know nothing about nothing but making the money, bro. People they're not searching, searching for the mindset, the jewels and like the nope. mindset and how to sustain. Nope. Because you can money come and go. That's that's why like, you know, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, getting money, making money. Any real entrepreneur knows that Man, money come and go. It's a sliding scale. This yeah, month you might have made this much. This month you might have made this much. Or even and a lot of people don't even know. Like in business, going broke is an actual business term. When you accumulate a certain amount of money and you mm-hmm. dump it into an investment, that's mm-hmm. called going broke. It's like me investing in my products. Yeah, like man. I've been up hundred thousand, and then once I invest in the products, that that status immediately change i might be at like uh, i'll be i might be a fifty thousand there now come on man you know what i mean yeah and i don't know if this this 50 that i spent gonna work or not i'm just i'm hoping it's gonna work right but like in reality you don't know but like you see how quick i went from a hundred thousand there to a fifty thousand there with one transaction absolutely absolutely literally yeah like people don't see that part of it yeah people don't know like bro i'm gonna have to grind for a whole year to even make the 50 back and not even I ain't even in the profits yet. Now I got to grind another six months to even work my profit, my Come profit on, game. You Come feel on, me? Man. Yeah. Like people, because like people think, man, people think money grown trees. I think that's biggest the biggest problem in our society, man. It started with what we what we think we deserve. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say, I deserve this. Man, you don't deserve what you work for. Yeah. You feel me? Absolutely. You don't deserve what what your sugar daddy, your sugar mama. You don't deserve what your mama. You deserve what you work for, brother. Yeah. My mama used to give me money because I made good grades. I deserve. I didn't deserve. I didn't feel like I deserved anything. She, she did. chose to do that. She chose. She does. She felt like I deserved it. She Come woke on, up man. like yo report card look good, baby. What you want? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? As long as you keep doing this, you can have. Like I grew up in that type of household. My mama went strict with me. Like she always knew my mind. My mama always told me you gifted. Like I, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm going to allow you to grow. Yeah. So I wasn't the average 10, 11, 12 year old. People say my mom was crazy. I say, yeah, she was crazy to create who she created because it really created who I am now mentally because I, I didn't have no boundaries. My mama let me think freely. Whatever it I was, I said I wanted to do, I was going to do. She'd be like, all right, I said, I'm build a studio. Well, where we need to go to get the stuff from? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's important. That's important. That's very important. That's important, man. Yes, sir. So my 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 upbringing. My mom was poor. Don't think we had it like that. My mom was super poor. We lived in the projects, but like you know, every Christmas she buy a new piece. You know, my birthday come around, I might get two speakers now and the mic. You know, like back in the day, Radio Shack was where you where you got all the studio stuff at Radio Shack. That's Before I knew about Guitar Center, That's I knew about Radio Shack. That's a fact. I remember my mom bought me two speakers for Christmas. My birthday was a couple weeks later. I got me a mic, and then like when income tax season came around. I got me a computer, so by the summertime, my studio was up and running. You feel me? So she look, look. So let me let me just interject real quick. She was doing the same thing you're doing now, and that you've been doing since you built your business. She was investing. Investing. She saw the a little bit, a little bit at a time, yes, sir. Man. A little bit at a yes, time, sir. People say you got a million things going. I got a million foundations too. Come on, so man. I'm just building on that foundation. See, that's the thing. My papa was a bricklayer. So I'm taking everything in life that I learned from different people. Yes, sir. And I'm just like adding it to like business, the business structure. Like I remember my papa was like, they was working on like five houses. And I didn't understand at the time. It was in one neighborhood. They they was like building. Now this is coming. You see these subdivisions. At the yeah. time, that wasn't even called a subdivision. It literally was my papa building houses on one block. Literally. Right. 
10 years later, um, I go through that same neighborhood. It's 50 of them houses up in there. Yeah. I remember when it was five lots. Yeah. I literally remember when it was five lots there, bro. Like, it wasn't no, no, it was just trees, and, and they tore the trees down for them five lots. And my papa said, This lady, and today in Little Rock, you can go to this place. It's right there behind Romine. It's a little subdivision up in there, up in Romine by Romine Elementary. Uh, this lady, she she was she she was a doctor. She started with those five houses, right? She mm-hmm. rented those five houses out to her family members, and she started building more houses. And now she got a hundred different properties in that neighborhood, bro. Sixty to a hundred different properties in that one neighborhood. I remember like ten years ago when it was five lots. She just kept expanding it right there behind Romine. It's a gym. You you will pass it if you don't if you don't know where you going, bro. You will pass it. Yeah. They like little mini mansions, and she don't sell them. The smartest she taught me this. She said, "Whatever you do in life, don't sell what you own." Come on, man. Yeah. Like I'm learning this. Like as a kid, this shaping me as a kid. Cause yes, like sir. she like I'm a kid. I'm like what what this lady talking about? But then I remember like, all right. Make sure I never sell what I own. Yeah. So even like people say you grow companies to sell them. I'm growing Dope Runner to definitely sell it. It's, it's a definitely a price point that we want for it. But like I'm going to always have a percentage in it because yeah. I created it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't have to be a part of the business. I don't need the majority share, but I always keep a small percentage of what I built because companies are built to be sold. Companies won't last forever. The, the biggest companies in the world – they still won't last forever. One day we're gonna have another Apple. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. They just ain't figured it out yet. It's coming. And then it's gonna dominate Apple. And then guess what Apple will do? Apple will become the Android. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? To me, even that's even that's a level of humility and having humble like humbleness because when you disconnect yourself from, okay, I have genius ideas. But I can make more ideas mm-hmm. and I can sell them. Mm-hmm. That's hum- that's humility, man. Because some mm-hmm. some people get too attached to their ideas. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I got. I love Dope Runner, but I love Riley more. Yes, sir. And I ain't even touch Riley. Yeah. That's because I love it so much that it got to be done the right way. Absolutely. I'm going to make sure that yeah, when yeah. I touch kids, I touch them the right way. I tell my team around me all the time, they be like, bro, what you? I be like, man, y'all got to trust me, man. Like, if y'all don't trust, if we don't got trust, we don't got nothing, bro. Like, I ain't never told nobody around me, like, nothing that I didn't see the future for. Right. Like, you got, like, if y'all in a rush to make money, y'all probably don't want to go in business with me because I know that's the biggest way not to make money. Absolutely. I didn't create Dope Runner to make money. I created Dope Runner because I wanted to create something that I love to do. I'm like, how can I, like, how can yeah. I put my stuff on athletes like Under Armour? Literally, that's, like, how I was thinking at the time. Like, I wasn't thinking about Nike or Puma. I was just like, man, Under Armour, that's a company that's growing super fast. I could be like them. Like, I see my people wearing something like this. You feel me? Like, I can do that, right? Um, man, you got to have the love for what you do. If if it's just a job to you, man, you're going you gonna to suck at it. I promise you're going to suck at it. It's a fact. You're going to suck the, at the, it, bro. The, the money comes from the love. Just like when people plant, plant. Um, we'll, we'll use garden as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. When, people, when people plant a garden and when they love what they do and they harvest that, they putting that love into that soil. It becomes the best product yes, that sir. they put out. Yes, sir. It's just like your mama putting that love in that Thanksgiving meal. That's a fact. You know, she ain't just took time to whip it up in two, three hours. It took her two days to do this. That's a fact. So you enjoy that because know it was made with love, bro. That love going to touch your stomach different and your heart different anyway, too. So, like, yeah, bro, a lot of people don't love what they do. A lot of people just doing it for the money aspect. I tell all, I, I tell my little brother this all the time. Like, bro, you, you focusing so much on making money, you spending the money. <sighs> 
I hope you listen that to was that. A, that was a gym. You focus so much on making the money, you spending the money, bro. Yeah. Like, chill, bro. Like, yeah, you got sir. to have some discipline, bro. Like, why my sack bigger than your sack? You don't tell you why? Because you can't sit down, brother. I can sit here all day and make money, make, 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 make money. You can sit here for two hours, make money, and then you got to go spend some. Like, that's just who you is. And then in life, you look up 10 years later and be like, damn, I broke up, up, and I just spent all my money. Because the money ain't the key. The love is the key. Come on, man. You can't love money. You got to love what you do. Yes, sir. And then the money going to just like, bro, God working in mysterious ways, man. He just going to put the money in your pocket. Like, literally, you going to wake up one morning, the money just going to be in your pocket, bro. You ain't going to know where it came from, how it came from. You just going to know you was loving something so good that it paid off for you, bro. So Come on, man. Like, yeah, bro, people... I tell you, look, this is this is, and I'm a, I'm gonna go to side note, like for like for relationships. Yeah, this is the biggest turnoff to me in a relationship as a guy, and this has always <coughs> protected me to make sound decisions when it comes to women, bro. And it and it and it might be crazy, bro, but like this is for real. Like always protected me. The first time I meet you, if I hear the word money or bills too many times. I'm automatically unattracted because I know how hard I work for what I got. Yes, sir. And I know I'm not finna let nobody, and I mean nobody, make me feel like I owe them that. Yeah. You feel me? It don't matter what you're going through in life. You can be on your last leg, whatever the situation might be. I don't owe nobody nothing. What I do for you, I choose to do for you, right? But, like, that has always protected me in life. I think that's why I've been with the girl, same girl I've been with for, like, eight years, bro, just because... She never mentioned money to me, bro. Yeah. Like, and she was trying to give me her money. Like, literally, bro. Like, like you better than money with me than me, so I'm going to just give you my money and let you hold it down because I'm going to spend it all. Like, she, but she never, like, talked to me about no money. Like, tried to make me pay no phone bill. Now, that shit made me want to do that even more. I'm like, shit, y'all don't even need me. You feel me? Yeah. And she was, even when she was broke, she was like, yeah, I'm not asking no man for nothing. I yeah. just work two, three jobs, bro. <laughs> like, like for real. So that made me want to just help her even more. I woke up one day and said, like, then you don't got to do that. Like, just go get your regular job. I, I help you hold it down. You feel me? Yeah. Like, because, like, she, they say sometimes, like, what's meant for you would just come to you. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, and I think that's the situation a lot of people need to look at. And just relationships in general, not just girlfriend, boyfriend, family. Like, when I get to a certain point... I'm sorry I got to say this, but I, I, I'm disconnecting my phone from the world. I don't want to talk to family about nothing but family. Yeah. Because that's, that's what we own. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about my financial situation. I just, I respect I respect you more if we not bring them type of, I, I've been training my family early. Like, when I go around, I tell them, don't talk to me about no clothes, bro. Like, I leave, bro. Like, because I'm not here for that. You feel right. me? I'm here right. to enjoy right. family time and family time only. If y'all want to talk about some clothes, hit me on Monday between 8 and 5 p.m. You feel me? Right. And we can talk about all the clothes you want to talk about, bro. But right now, at family time, like this family time, bro, yeah. don't talk to me. I done had people give I had my uncles, cousins, aunties get mad at me. And I'm just like, like, yeah, I'm just training y'all early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, if you want something from me, you're going to come and work for it. My my first employee is my niece. She said, I need a job, huh? She said, I'm, I know she's smart. The girl got a 4.0 GPA. Yes, sir. So I knew she, she a whiz kid. She read 300 books a year. 
I said 300. She read 300 books yes, a year. Yes, sir. So while yes, people sir. complaining about what they spend their time on, she spending her time on graduating high school at 16 years old. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And she said, Uncle, I want to work for your company because like, I can help you. I see what you're doing. So like, I just kept it in the family. I hired my niece. She's been working for me for like 30 days, and I say she's just been a blessing to the company because she man. see things that I don't see. You know what I mean? So, like, to the families and the people in the world, they just always want, 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 want. Sometimes you just got to be willing to give. Because my niece didn't want nothing. She said, I'm going to come work for her. She be over there. I taught her how to fold shirts. Now she know how to run a website. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. It just changed. Like, you start from the bottom and then you're here. I give her a raise every 60 days. Because like, if I worked at a job, that's what I would expect. If I proven to you every 60 days that I, I can keep excelling, you need to keep giving me money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Don't cap me because you feel like this is where I need to be capped at. Capped out at. No, just like if I'm doing my job and I'm excelling and we making more money, you should be paying me more money. And I learned that from just the business head. Don't never settle for less, bro. Always demand what you worth, bro. And if people don't like it, go get it yourself. It just it's just that 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 mind frame you got to have, man, for real. Yeah, man. I, I, and I, you know, I I'll piggyback off what you said. I really feel like because <clears throat> you know a lot of people that are doing you know different. Um, businesses or whatever it is, usually in our community, they are the first. They might be the first generation millionaires mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And a lot of times, you know, you said earlier, we have the entire family leaning on us. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, man, if if people was more intelligent and just like what's going on, the person that's providing the way, you would give them a break and try to step up and be like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Because your your mind needs to be stable at all times to create these opportunities. So what can we do mm-hmm. to ease your mind? You know, like my my mom, my girl mom taught me that. She just taught me a valuable lesson. I remember my first company when the first time my company went viral. Yeah, I didn't know what to do, bro. I woke up one morning and had like two hundred orders. I've never I hadn't even feel like ten orders at this time, bro. We literally writing each order out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm a customer write 10, 15 orders out of course per week. But one day we woke up, it was like 200 orders up there. Right. And I wasn't prepared. That was some work. It was some I work. I wasn't prepared, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like mentally or physically, I wasn't prepared. And I remember my girl, mom, we were just talking. I ain't asked her about nothing or nothing. We just talking, you know, just random talking, you know. And I'm telling her what's going on. And she was like, I'll be there. I'll be over there in an hour. And she came over there and helped me fill each one of them orders, bro. And that taught me that taught me one thing in life. If this lady who I'm not related to, I just I've been with her daughter. And if something between me and her daughter go wrong, she gonna it's gonna over with that too. That's over with. That relationship over with. You feel me? But the fact that this lady came through for me at a time when I needed her. And none of my family did that because I, I didn't ask nobody. You know what I mean? She just did that off off the GP. Yeah. I told myself, like, that, that'll be the type of lady that'll help run my company one day when I get to a certain point. Yeah. That'll be the pe- type of person I want to hire. It ain't got nothing to do with my family. It's just saying that, like, she seen something in me that y'all didn't, right? So I got to respect the game, how the game go. I, I can't, like, most black companies give their companies away. To the people yeah. to, that's around them, yeah. they give products to their friends and their family, and then before you know it, you broke because you didn't you your profit. Man, that's another thing, man. That's another gem. And make sure your profit margin always at least three, four times higher than what you spent on the product, just so you have give yourself that room. Right. Like I, I went through a situation recently where 
I, I ain't gonna lie, I was being greedy. I shouldn't have been greedy, but it cost me. It cost me like five hundred. So I got start getting these orders, and I'm I'm kind of knowing something fishy. So I emailed them like, you know, th- your your stuff ain't matching. So it's kind of like give me a red flag, like what's going on? Thinking I know this person, you know what I mean? Ah, oh, bro, it's good. I promise, bro. I just move this, this, this. The whole time he's scamming. You feel me? He using different people's credit cards to order merchandise from my website. And I should have known better. You know what I mean? I should have I shouldn't have been greedy. I should have just my first heart told me, like, don't don't send nothing out. But I'm giving Buddy the benefit of the doubt because I, I he been following me, he been rocking, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shit, man. I started getting these little chargebacks back on my website. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I done took like a six, seven hundred dollar loss. Cause I had to send that merch back. I had to send free merch out and get that money back. Yeah. You feel me? So it just taught me a valuable lesson, bro. And life, like, like the same way with the family, man, you you got to work a certain way. You just got to. You you got to uh, approach a situation a certain way and how, how my dudes approach me, that's going to forever goddamn keep her in my graces. You feel me? Yeah. Because anybody in my, is my niece, again, shit, my niece called me one day. I was like, uncle, you need some help? Like, cause my sister probably be around and talking like I'm finna like, cause she always around and shit. My niece like, you need some help? I just need, you know what I mean? I want a little job. I want to learn how to work. Come on, baby, you feel me? Right. Like, she ain't she ain't asking me for nothing. She walk away out of my house with shit every day. Swear yeah. to God. Yeah. You know what I mean? She she literally she that BJ right there. That's crazy. Shout out to my boy BJ. So man, shout out to BJ, man. She literally um. Came in and wanted to work for it. Yeah. So that 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 type of stuff made me not even want to give people stuff anymore. Then another reason I don't like giving family and people stuff, bro, just cause like the way God set my heart up, bro. It's people in the world who need this for real, for real, bro. Yeah. It's like my family and like y'all got a lot of money. Y'all got money to go do everything else, but it's people out here that don't got no money, they don't got no good clothes on their back, they don't got no new shoes on their feet. So I try to take, like, everything that I would give away, I try to, like, stockpile it up, and then we take it to, like, the homeless shelters, bro. Yeah. Like, because that's just what I want to do with it. I don't got nothing to do with my family. That's what God put in my heart to do, bro. Yeah. I think my people around me, like, I think a lot of people felt a certain type of way, like, damn, he doing his aim. Let me tell you something, man. God put in my heart to do it the way he wanted me to do it, and that's the way I'm going to do it. Because that's what keep, I think keep my company growing. Just Absolutely. That, just that yeah. aspect that I'm not afraid to give back to people in need. Y'all not in need. Y'all just want something. Yeah. It's real people out here who really need these t-shirts, who really need these hoodies and sweaters. Uh, if not, they going to freeze to death, bro. Do you understand that? That's an abs- man, that's an absolute fact. And I'll go even further to say a lot of people who haven't, who ain't never really been on like an entrepreneur's journey, man, they don't realize like when you step out and everybody telling you no and you just do it, you really realize who God is. Now nah, facts. Because when them opportunities start happening and your business start flourishing, you stay true to things like that. And people still scratching their head because they never had the trust in God, mm-hmm. which is fear, mm-hmm. which I, I feel fear and doubt is of the devil. Mm-hmm. When they had it in them, mm-hmm. they never trusted God enough to even take that, that step or whatever he put in their heart. To do next. Yeah. I tell my mom that all the time. Absolutely, I said, man. I said, you can't tell me about faith and not practicing. Come on, man. I ain't worked for nobody in 10 years Come and I'm 30. On, man. So that means I stopped working at 20 when everybody was trying to get a job. Yeah. I stopped working. I said, yeah. I ain't working for nobody but me. Yeah. 
Yeah. At 20 years old, and yeah. I haven't worked for nobody since then, bro. So God put that in. He put that in your heart, and yeah, he, he also put that, put that in your heart yeah, too. He put that in my heart because I knew if I continue to work for somebody, I wasn't gonna become who I want to be. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will become who they wanted me to be, not who I want to be. Yeah. I tell, I tell, man, I go into these schools and tell these young black kids all the time, man, be who you want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, because one thing you don't want to do is grow up in life regretting what you could have been. What you should have been And you just you A lot of people in our culture Again we go back to They settle for money Man get that money out your mind man Yeah I understand bills got to get paid But when you trust God They gonna always get paid That's a fact Alright that's just what you got to think about Every day I tell my girl all the time Like Look I don't know how much money I'm gonna make next week I don't care about that either I'm just gonna keep doing What I'm doing this week You feel me Like That's the only thing I can do You yes, feel sir, me man. That's literally the only thing I can do big bro but like I'm I'm the type of person too, like they tell all humans this. Be who you wanna be. Because like when you die, you know you're going in that grave by yourself, right? Absolutely. Like like I, I seen that with, many without a times. A doubt. Like nobody jumping there with you. You they ain't bearing your wife with you beside you in there with you. I'm telling you what I know for a fact. This has been going on for since the beginning of time. Yeah, Unless man. you was put in a mass grave and they don't do that no more. Yeah. When you when gone, you, die, you gone. You're gone by yourself, buddy. Yeah. You're gonna be in that little box by yourself, buddy. So you better get it get it together while you're here. You feel me? Cause like, man, the biggest thing I regret, I ain't gonna lie. When I was 15 years old, bro, I moved back from L.A. to Little Rock to go to school. I regret that. I regret that. Yeah. I always say, like, people say, what you went, in, went on to go to college and get a degree. I did that for my mom. I ain't going to lie, bro. I honestly did that for my mama, bro. Like, I ain't want to go to college. Yeah. Because I was, man, I was so smart at my age, bro. I feel like I could take, I feel like, like, if I would have kept doing what I was doing at 15, but I'd be up there with Ye right now. You feel me? Like, yeah. literally. Because, yeah. like, I was doing this before Ye. Yeah. Like, I always had this mind frame for this. It's just like, my dude's called, like, you going back to school. And that's the end. That's the end of the discussion, brother. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, she for real. Yeah. Like, I'm going back to, co- I mean, high school. Like, I've been exposed. I told my mom, I told her, and I said, this is the reason why it was the biggest mistake for me. I said, I was exposed to too much already. It wasn't none school could have done for me. Still yeah. to this day, bro, it yeah. ain't nothing school did for me. Everything that I've done, I've done off the muscle, off of shit that I learned out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Off of stuff that I learned from, like, the neighborhood superheroes, the ones I was talking about at the football and basketball yeah. games. Yeah. I learned all this juice from them. <laughs> my teachers just taught me how to count and how to, like, say ABCs. Shit, my mama could have taught me how to do. Because once I learned math, I was, I was, that's the only thing I tell people. Once you learn the basics, math, social studies, English, just the basic that you need to know bro. Right You can go out in life And be who you want to be Yeah Everything else Unless you specifically Going to be an architect You might need to know About X's and Z's And Y's You might need to know About that But if your mind frame My mind frame was on Being the biggest Superstar in the world I could be Whether it came from Music, fashion Or just football Or sports You know what I mean Like I knew I didn't Want to go to school bro Yeah And school not for everything I tell it like Like my kids Won't go to a traditional school Not in the beginning I, I'll probably Think about letting them make that decision as they get older. But, like, like I'm an entrepreneur. Why would I send my kids to anything outside of that? Right. Because you, cause you, cause you know, like I know, in regular schools, they teach you how to go get a job. How, they teach you how to go get a job. Yeah. I got a niece right now, 16 years old. She does nails. Swear to God, I'm not, I'm not playing. She made more money than surgeons. Come on, man. <laughs> and she's 16. Yeah. 
She make more money to, in a year than a surgeon. I asked, I said, how much money you be charging? I don't I be charging like $7,500. How many nails you do a week? I might have about 10, 15 clients. On. So you making $1,500 a week? That's $6,000 a month. I know teachers who ain't even making that much money, baby. Come on, man. For some shit that she love to do. Yeah. That's just what she like to do. She yeah. sit there and be creative with her nails. Like, yeah. like I remember yeah. when I, I remember my sister bought her first nail kit. The nail kit came from Walmart. It was $20. It was one of them little kitty nail kits. You know what I'm talking about? She fell in love with that, though. Like, that's what she focused on every day was that nail kit. And I told my nigga, I said, right, you should got you should get her like into that. And she fell in love with it on her own, bro. One day she was like, Uncle, I'm about to start doing nails. Right? Yeah. So I try to teach these kids, man. You can go be who you want to be. At 16 years old, she making more money than anybody in her school, yeah. including the teachers that's teaching her how to go out and make money. That's why I said, like, you can't listen to them all the time, baby. You know that, right? Like, they teaching you what they was taught to teach you. But you, if you got your own mind frame, if you got one of them kids out here, like a Blue Ivy, they got their own mind frame that's just gifted, you got yeah. to let them live in their gift, bro. Because you robbing them. You robbing them if you don't. Absolutely. You, you robbing them, bro. You robbing for your satisfaction. Yeah. I told my mom all the time, I felt like you robbed me of my satisfaction. I wasn't happy going to school. I hated school, bro. Not going to lie. School was good, but, man, look. I got $23,000 worth of debt for some shit. I don't even know why. Yeah. I ain't take nothing from this school and go do nothing with it in life, bro. Like, just being honest, yeah. this is my story. Some people, they different. They go to nursing school and they become a nurse. But me, that wasn't my story. I just went to school to make my mama happy. Yeah. Like, for real. And then, you know, even with that, you know, we got to think about the fact that <clears throat> wherever you at in life, when you have offspring, they're going to automatically be more elevated than you because they are, they are elevated birds than yourself mm -hmm. from birth. I think a lot of people don't really hold on to that. They don't mm -hmm. think about that. Your kids won't be just like you. No matter how smart and intelligent I am, when I have a kid, as soon as I birth them, they are already better than me. Right. Because your kids because your kids look to be better than you. Yeah. Your kids a lot of times will fix you on your uh fix you on your mistakes. They'll fix your mistakes for you. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Like yeah, especially well, in my, our community. My mama had man. to learn that. Like one day I just broke it down. I broke my mama down and I know it probably hurt her soul. Cause as a parent, you think you're doing everything right, but reality is you're not. That's just reality. It's yeah. not putting a. It's not saying that we got something against you. I, mean, I got nothing against you, you my mama. But what it's saying is you was wrong. That's basically it. I told you in the beginning, bro. The truth hurt a lot of people, and that's why people not able to move on to nothing better. Cause they can't be truthful with themselves. Like my me and my girl are getting to it or something, or something, bro. And she'll tell me some real shit, bro. I might act like I don't care, probably for like couple of hours because like i'm that shit like it's a hard pill to swallow shit the truth hurt anybody include myself yeah shit i'm gonna go in that room i'm gonna think about that shit i ain't gonna lie bro and then i'll be like damn she was real now i got to fix that immediately you feel me yeah like me growing up calling calling women bitches that's just what we did it like i seen it on tv i heard it on the radio I heard my motherfucking my boyfriend do it. I heard my uncle say it to my auntie. Shit, I'm growing up thinking shit, this the way. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. But then she she told me one day, like, how would you call how would you feel somebody called your sister a bitch? Yeah. In front of you. I'm somebody's sister, bro. I'm somebody's daughter. So like I try not to even use that word when I speak. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Especially in her presence. Yeah. If it, I already know it rub or wrong, like, it hurt me when she said that because I'm thinking, like, shit, I'm right. Like, shit, these bitches ain't shit. You know what I mean? She right. like, nah, right. stop referring to women as that, bro. Because, like, you get a habit and then now you think all women that. And she wasn't boot. She wasn't lying, bro. I started seeing myself calling more women bitches. And now I don't call no women no bitch. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. That just being real with yourself. Like, yeah. you got to be real, bro. Because I have to go in and look in that mirror like, damn. If a nigga call my sister this, you know what's going to happen. Especially if I, I'm there and I hear it and I see it. No, we're finna, we finna buy your ass up, ah, boy. Ah, it's over with. Yeah. You can't, that, is, that, ain't, that ain't even no term you can use around me, brother. Yeah. I don't even want to hear the B. I don't even want to hear that much out your right. mouth, bro. I'm just being honest, right? Right, right, right. So, man, just, I tell people, bro, keep it real with yourself. Like, like. Again, if you can look in the mirror and lie to yourself, bro, you a lie to anybody, bro. That's a fact. Like you a lie to you a lie to anybody, bro. Real yeah. talk, yeah. <laughs> you a lie to anybody. Yeah, man. So, so I got so I got one more question for you, man. So, before we close this out, and and which I say this, I already know this is gonna be this is just part one, bro. We gotta do this. Again. Oh yeah, we definitely we have to do this again, sure. man. So, so my closing question for you, bro. Top five gems for business owners top or five. entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs slash business on top five gems. Top five gems. Let's start at number five. What I, I I'm gonna go from like what I feel like least important to most important. For sure. And I number <clears throat> let's start at number five for sure with the business people. Um, perfect your craft. Don't stay stagnant. I started out printing on vinyl. Now everything is factory done. You feel me? Yeah. Like I literally start printing clothes myself. Like I bought a heat press and a vinyl machine, and I was pressing myself for years. And then I got big to the point where a manufacturer reached out and said, "We can help you." Yeah. We see what you're doing. We can help you. Expansion. You feel me? Let yeah. us help you. It's gonna cost you the same thing around about the same what you're spending doing it by yourself. Might be a little more, but not too much more. Let us help you. And I, I let them people help me. Now, I got, like, people don't know. I deal with one of the biggest manufacturers in the world. The people who do y'all favorite companies, your Nikes and Pumas, they do Dope Runner now. Come on, man. And they, they reached out to me. I ain't have to reach out. I didn't know who them folk was. You feel me? They did my shoe for me. They said, we do stuff like this for Nike and Puma all the time. We can do it for you. You feel me? So, that's that's the first key I say. Like, that's the first gym I give you. Like, perfect your crowd. The second one, like, like, number four, don't be afraid to expand. Like, um, the world bigger than your neighborhood, and it's yeah. bigger than your city, and it's bigger than your state, and it's bigger than your region, and then it's bigger than your country. You feel me? Like, you can. I've been selling stuff overseas for like three years now. People don't know that. Like, I got a fan base overseas. I just yeah. sold to like five countries now. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, we all, I don't talk about it so much because it's, it's like, I know what's going on, but like, because I'm not ready to talk about that part because I got a dope runner Africa coming. I got a dope runner Europe coming. I got a dope runner Asia. Like, I got certain things that I'm working on mentally that, like, it'll be time for that when it yeah. come. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? When it, when it's time for that. It's, it's like I'm moving the company like the NFL. As you see, they start expanding into England and Europe, and they got the NFL games coming on in Europe now. You see what I'm saying? I'm doing the same. I'm just following trend. You know what I mean? Um, the third thing for sure, bro, I say um, get you a team. I thought I could do a lot of stuff by myself, bro. 
And now I just started realizing I couldn't. Like, that shit was breaking me down as a person. It was yeah. mentally and physically, it was breaking me down. Because I live on the third floor steps. Like, I stay on the third floor. And the reason people say, why you stay out up here? Because I don't have to, I'm at peace up here. I don't got to worry about nobody stomping, making too much noise. Mm-hmm. My fireplace up here, because this is where the chimney is. Like, it's yeah. just a certain reason yes, why, like, I because I, I know how I got to be. You know what I mean? But, like, for years, bro, I was carrying boxes. On my head and on my shoulders and my girl like up these flights of stairs, bro. I realized like this shit breaking me down. Yeah. When I hurt myself and I couldn't do it, I said, "Oh, I can't even move my business how I want to." Cause like I have a system in place, bro. Right. So I put a system in place now where I got employee, it's two employees, and when I can't move, they can move, and when they can't move, I got to move. You feel me? So like, go get you a team. You feel me? Um, management. People say, "Why do you need a manager, bro?" Because in life, you always need somebody to help you manage something. Yeah. If you moving, somebody else got to manage. They got to manage, yeah. bro. So you, like, you, you can move and manage, but you got to have somebody. You got to have somebody. It's yeah, like an accountant, bro. When you yeah. make a certain type of money, you, yes, can't, sir. you can't deal with that money, bro. Yeah. You need somebody who professionalizes at this money and makes sure that they're the right professionals. There's a lot of people that say they're professional, but it's your job to go. I told y'all I went and got the most expensive lawyer. Yeah, she was expensive, but she the best at what she do. Yes, sir. You feel me? It was yeah. not. It was a reason why she was the first person to pop up, and it was a reason why I picked her because she was the first person to pop up. See what I'm saying? I learned the business. Don't be cheap. So that's gonna that's gonna be the next thing, bro. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself, bro. Facts. Right. I started out, man. Look, I started out like everybody on the little guild and t-shirts. Them shits cost two twenty. Now I'm at the Bella Canvas and the the, the textile the up. Upper echelons, them shit six dollars a t. Yes, sir. I did not only double the price of the t shirt; I tripled the price of the value. I mean, the quality of the t shirt. Yeah. I said my customers deserve better. Yeah. I'm gonna give them better. And then guess what? We working on better luxury t shirts and sweaters and hoodies. I'm always trying to like create the next best thing for my yeah. company. Like I don't get into the. Oh, I can just. I know I can make a thousand off these two dollar t shirts. Nah, can I make a thousand off these six dollar t shirts? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that's, Mindset. That's going to tell you Mindset, a lot. That's going to tell you a lot. So with the management thing, I'm going to tell y'all, this is how I found the manager. Don't find nobody. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Like, literally, it's just going to, God going to put you in a room with some with somebody. I don't know man or woman because my manager started out as a woman, now as a man. You feel me? But, like, God just, the first time I'm telling y'all why, because I was looking for a manager. Right. Sometimes you go looking for something and then you get what you don't expect and it hurts you. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So I went looking for something that I should have just let come naturally to me. Right. So it was this guy in Fayetteville. I promise y'all this is this is important. Management is important because now I have somebody to help me manage my life. Literally, like I've been booked for the last six months. And I don't know where I keep getting bookings from, but he do. <laughs> you know what I mean? He makes sure all the money right, the book is right. This yeah. is what we doing, bro. Like, because I ain't had time for that. I was missing out on so. He like, bro, do you know these people want to see you, bro? Like, we going to make them book you. They want to see you. They We going to book you. They going to have to book you, right? Boom. Before he walked in my life, bro, I ain't had none of that. Yeah. He booked me first. He the first person to show. I'm going to show you. I'm finna book you in Fayetteville. I'm finna send you a little bag. I got you a room. Come up here. I'm gonna show you, bro. And I left stage with probably like 500 people screaming for me, bro. 
I already had a fan base up there without even. I'm like, damn, he like, yeah, I've been up here putting the groundwork, man. Me, baby D, you know, A one shot. We've been up here just putting groundwork down, just out in your brand, performing in it. Woo, woo. Yeah. Over time, I'm like, man, this dude did a lot for me, bro. He ain't never asked me for nothing either. I told y'all like, this how you find good people, bro. And what he was doing for me could been charging me. Yeah, I will. I, I'm gonna charge you to do what, what he doing. What he was doing for me, I'm charging the next person. I'm sorry. Like that's my time involved. I just need, I need something in yeah, yeah. right. But he told me he said, Nah, bro. I just I see the vision, bro. Right. And the fact that he never mentioned no money to me is why we can get money today, bro. Right. You feel me? Yeah. That's why we can go get some bread today. See, like I said, I've been booked up for six months. As a manager, he get percentage of that. You feel me? Shit, he winning too. Yeah, he get a, he got extra income. Yeah. Not only I hired him, I hired this girl too. I said she could be a brand ambassador since she always wearing it and repping it and tagging people and adding people and y'all check this out. Like ah oh, yeah, she got a job too. See, people just gonna fall in your life sometime, man. Don't go looking for people. Let yeah. let it just come naturally. You feel yeah, me? Man. It just tell you like um, what people there for. It just that, that that one little thing, that one little gesture, to tell you a lot about what people are there for. Cause like when I went and looked for a manager, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, bro. Yeah, I'm telling her her job. See what I'm saying? And the big and the biggest gem from there, I feel, is when you invest in yourself, you become an investment to others. Other people. That's why they help you because oh, yeah. you you an investment. Oh yeah, people see that. My my big homie always tell me he he trying to like I got a big homie he pretty well off he always tried to give me a hundred thousand dollars he didn't try to give it to me in cash yeah he didn't try to write me a check <laughs> he didn't try to wire yeah. it to me yeah literally yeah. like I'm not making this up literally one day he walked up with a duffel bag he was like bro I'm investing in your mind bro yeah like yeah man like, I don't even want nothing to do with the company I'm investing in your mind because yes, I sir. know whatever it is that you do with this bread is gonna make us ten times more money back. You feel me? Cause I told him up front. I said like, yeah, bro, I don't want nobody investing in my brand, bro. Unless it's like a investment company, like an investment firm. And yeah. the reason why is because, like, they can prove they can prove way more than what you can prove, bro. And we don't need that on the back end. Cause when you're dealing with that kind of money, we know what come with it. You feel me? It might be clean. But we don't want to have to prove how every dollar clean. Absolutely. When they got investment firms out here where they got multi-billion dollar contracts with the banks already where they can prove every dollar that's coming in. Absolutely. You feel me? Like, it's just business. That's what you learn in business. But the fact that I, I know I got a big homie that just be like, man, I'm going to give you all this bread for what? Yeah. Your mind, bro. Yeah. So that go into the, what we on the last thing. This the last thing, bro. Don't never take no for an answer. Yeah. Like don't be afraid to go against the grain even if it hurt. Even if even if it looked bad on surface at the moment. Um we got the Kyrie thing going on, the Yay thing. I'm gonna tell y'all something about all these people. All these people are hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Y'all don't worry about the wrong thing, brother. You feel me? What y'all think they worried about, let me tell you what a hundred million they're worried about. He ain't worried about what you worried about. Right. Right. I can promise you that, brother. I'm telling you. Yo, you might have to go apologize, man. That's for sake. That's for face. That's for face value only. Yeah. Because deep down in your heart, you still feel how you feel. You still feel how it don't matter. Like, if you said it, you you felt that. You yeah. meant that. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we just got to play that game because I'm going to tell you about playing that game. That game going to keep you rich, brother. Don't be afraid to play the game. Like, this is a game. You got to look at that type of stuff like a game. Yeah. 
I'm gonna get on here and tell them folk what they want to hear. I need my check though. I need my fifty four million next year, so I can be a hundred and fifty four million up. You see what I'm saying? Like that's just like it's sad that we got to. But let me tell you something. Master P said this shit too. He said this in an interview. This just real game. Boy, you ain't you afraid to land in bed with the devil? How you gonna never know what the devil look like? You feel me? You got to you because you don't know what the devil look like until you land in the bed with him, bro. You know why these music artists they broke because they didn't recognize the devil when they when they when they seen him. They didn't recognize him, bro. And the devil was able to infiltrate their structure and bring it all. I know more broke rappers than I know rich rappers. I'm talking about people who done sold millions, 10 million, 20 million records at $10 a pop, 20 million. What's that? 200 million. And you broke. I mean, you laid around in the bed with some people that you can recognize, bro. Mm. You got to recognize them, bro. Yeah. Cause if you don't recognize them, they'll infiltrate. And when yeah. they infiltrate, they're going to bring everything down. Master P said this in one of his interviews. You can't be afraid to bro. And the devil don't come in no color. You come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. That's a fact. Just be aware when you're aware. You yeah. feel me? Yeah, yeah. Like that's just that. So, number one key to this business, what I say, bro, like trust yourself. Like just trust you. Like, and the people you put around you, you put them around you for a reason. Yeah. Listen to them. You don't got to trust everything they say, but at least give them benefit of the doubt. Like my niece was putting me on some stuff the other day. She like, Uncle, I think we can do this like this, and it'll be faster. Shit, I look up. Shit, it was done way faster than what we had been doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, just being honest, you know what I mean? So, like, don't just look, bro. A lot of doors closed in my face. I remember recently, bro. I'm going I'm to end with this. I remember recently, I probably reached out to every influential person in my state that I felt like could help me in some kind of way. I ain't want nothing from them. I just want to see if, if they'll acknowledge me, if we can do anything together, man. And nobody took that serious, bro. Now, two two years later, all them same people. Beating down your inbox, probably. They beat my doors down, but I can't work with them never. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Because, like, you didn't believe in me. That's a fact. And I know you didn't believe in me because when I told you to believe in me, you would have believed in me. That's a fact. Like, 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 it's a lot of people around here who, especially where I'm from, they wait to see how far you going to make it to attach themselves to you. I'm way smarter than that. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I told a guy around here, super popular in the state, I told him, I said, if you don't take this $100 million right now and you can't even see it, you're going to walk away from a billion dollars one day, brother. Because it's invisible to you, but I know we're going to do this number. I, I bet on it. I know we're going to do this yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he was like, yeah, I can't do nothing with that. The same guy, what you got going on, bro? Can we? Nah, we can't do nothing, bro. Facts. I got a team around me. We good. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, I man. wanted y'all to be my team, but I got a whole team around me now. Nah, we super good, bro. I'm I'm straight. Yeah. Know what I mean, so I'm gonna end out with that, man. Y'all take them gems. Y'all take y'all take what we doing, um, to heart, especially with, with Fero in this podcast and this platform because, um, it's giving young young black men opportunities. Like me, um, to go out and speak to other young black men who might be inspired. Uh, I get so many messages. People say I'm inspired by you, bro, and it's just giving them a different outlet to really listen to me and like the game that I can give them, and just give them a different perspective than probably what they've been learning their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, 
So I end with this, and and this is what I want people to understand about this podcast. <clears throat> so as far as I went with this podcast, the, all the all the episodes I got loaded, man, these is not people that I commissioned to do this podcast. These are my friends. These are my family. These is people I really have personal relationships with. So y'all got to know that about this podcast. That's what sets it apart. Like these are people I'm around every day that I talk to on a regular basis. So I just really want people to understand that, man, that I'm around some inspiring, amazing people that I get a flowers every chance I get. Bro, you are doing amazing shit, man. You are a creative genius, bro. And, man, I, I respect and admire everything you're doing, man. And you're going to continue to do. And I'm just I'm just grateful to know you, bro. Nah, I appreciate talk. that. Like I said, man, me and you got some more money to go get. Absolutely. On this, on this music end. Um, I know Big Bro probably be like, man, what Logan gonna do? Man, it's just like strategic. I know it. But I, I know up, it. Like though. I said, I woke up this. I woke up last night. I was being played on the radio back to back yeah. to back. Everybody started tagging me. Like, so you tag me, I tapped like, in. I'm like, like okay. what, what you got going on? Yeah. I'm like, shoot, I don't know. That's just God, bro. I just be talking to God. Yeah. I literally wake up every morning and say, God, I love you, and I know you love me, and this is what I'm trying to do. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So, yes, sir. Like, hey, look, y'all better get y'all faith and y'all peace. And I'm gonna tell you something to be. Um, successful in life Be a good person man Be a good human nah, um, for real, Being for a good real. human Gonna get you in doors That being anything else Won't ever get you in bro That's for real Yeah Alright man So this is another episode Of Mix Your Dope Podcast Man I'm your host Ferocious man It's my brother Charlo Campbell A.K.A. Hot Boy Low man And we signing out Oh uh, yeah for sure